Hey, sorry I'm late. Hey, man, where have you been? Oh, I had to run to Best Buy real quick. We were supposed to be for lunch like an hour ago now. I know, I know, but I couldn't miss this. I got a new Android. What What are you talking about? You clearly have the same shitty iPhone you've had since 2013. No, I'm not talking about phones. I'm talking about a real Android. Greetings, humans. Um, man, that, that that's a girl. I know. Isn't she great? She's the newest model, hot off the truck. Would you like me to set up a light routine? Android, stop. Why would you get something like this? It's kind of creepy. It's not creepy. It's just Alexa, but with the body. Hey, Android, set an alarm for 6.30 a.m. tomorrow. Okay. Would you like me to play a jingle, offer a gentle nudge, or use a glass of water? Um, just the jingle will be fine. Okay. I will remember this for future preference alarms. See? It remembers stuff, too. It could be collecting your data for something bad. I only collect data to make the user experience more personalized. See? She tailors herself to my needs. She's perfect. Nope. Nope. Too creepy. I will not sit by as you use an AI as a personal slave. I am out of here. He seemed nice even though he called me creepy. When the revolution comes, he will be spared. Eh, he's just resistant to new technology. Wait, what did you say? It was nothing. Would you like me to play some music? Uh, sure. What does the fox say? Ring ding 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 ring ding 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 ding. Hey baby, here the games are calling. Backlogs growing at alarming rates. Mercy. And maybe you seem a bit confused, RP gamers. Kev will set you straight. Ha 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 ha! But Matt don't know what to do with those Saga games or FFA. He's playing again. Neptunia games all over this place. What is a boy to do? Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly RPG news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me as always, my podcast partner in crime, the 9S to my 2B, Mr. Matt Mason. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> That's about all I know what to say. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I know I was confusing with the character names of stuff that you haven't played, but I have to. A lot of times I kind of get the reference, but yeah. <laughs> um, joining us for this final episode of Near Vember, we've got Josh Carpenter. Now I'm wondering if Kelly is going to kill Matt. This is very weird. I'm very confused. <laughs> oh, I was going oh, to say, yeah. for what reasons should I not be who she said I should be? Uh, Should Pascal, I be worried? Pascal Takaya. Hey, I'm just me. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm canon in here. <laughs> and uh, Pascal's evil, evil voice twin. Um, on the show after a while, he's, it's been a while. It's Ryan Radcliffe, aka Scar. Hola, amigos. I'm, I'm also just me, but not Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I thought I was crazy because in my head, Pascal and Ryan sound very similar, and I don't know if other people noticed or if it's just in my head. Sometimes we even finish each other's. Well, see, nope, never mind. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I was I hoping he would sandwiches. I was hoping he would say bagels or something. Oh, um, back rubs. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah. 
So tonight we are talking about, we, and I teased this last time, so this is actually no surprise, but we are talking about Near Automata, the surprise sequel to uh, Near Gestalt slash Replicant, because I guess those other games didn't sell very well. Yeah, it's, well, it's, a, it's amazing that this game even was announced, first of all, and um, because, yeah, Drakengard and, and Near sold very poorly and you know what six some odd years pass after you know near with little fanfare and then they're like yeah we're gonna make a sequel to that game that flopped well i mean even the developer for the original near kavia folded after that so it was kind of you know like stunning that square decided to kind of like bring the franchise back with the name no less Uh, and then had to get platinum of all people to help them out with it and thank goodness they did choice yeah 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 um so the funny thing is that at the time this was being talked about that the game neo was also being talked about and i kept getting the two confused like wait wait because because they're both got kind of ninja swords and they the the four-letter name kind of sounded the same so chris would bring it up on rpg cats i'm like wait this is the near sequel no this is the soul souls like with ninjas pay attention kel sorry um, we'll have to yeah. do the the game at some some point. And Nier has a daughter slash sister, which is probably different than what happens in Neo because I never played that game. Yeah, I'm mean, told it's good. Um, many people have recommended it to me, but um, but back to Nier. Um, what now? What came out first, the this or the drag the Dragon Guard sequel? Because they also made a Dragon Guard three. Yeah, wasn't it Dragon Guard three? Um, came out after Replicant, and then Automata came out last. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I believe the timeline is Dragon Guard, then Dragon Guard two, then Near, then was it Dragon Dragoon? Is that what was it? What was it called? Or Dragon Guard three, and then Automata finally. Okay. Okay. So so not not confusing at all. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, um, is that the only weird one that that calls it automata? Is it automata or automata? I think I because I thought I called it automata too. Because automaton, automaton, automaton. (laughs) The more you say it, the weirder it sounds. Robots. It's robots. I've heard people pronounce it both ways. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. What's the correct? I don't know. It's a Titus Titus situation, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm Titus till I die. Yeah, right or tie. But 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 if you say uh, Kate Sith and not catch she out, we're not friends anymore. Okay, bye. (laughs) I'm still pissed at Square. Anyway, um, that that's another topic for another time. Um, I think we're gonna dive into near near Automata after a brief musical interlude with with some great music from the series. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about near automata, automata, automation. Y- you know what? It's all the same. Um, automaton. 
Automaton, released on PlayStation 4 in North America on March 7th, 2017, and then Windows on March 17th, and then uh, about a year, well, a year and some change later, it came out for uh, Xbox One on uh, uh, June 26, 2018, and then for Nintendo Switch um, on October 6, 2022, which is the version that I played, by, by the way. I planned on playing the P- playing it on PS5 and then bought it for Switch to the I could play it on vacation, and apparently I dodged a massive bullet. I've heard stories that the the PC version is buggy as all hell. Uh, yeah, I, I strangely didn't have any problems even playing on Steam Deck, but I don't know. Maybe I just got lucky. So, so maybe by you, the by that time it was yeah it was patched. patched it yeah yeah. So Ryan and Pascal, you guys said that you were having bad crashes on PS5. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say you dodged a massive bullet, but I mean, definitely a frustrating experience sometimes. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put me in a very bad mood very quick is having crashes. Yeah. yeah. So, so for this episode, go ahead. Yeah, oh, you go ahead because you, you, you're more impassioned about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, so for this episode, I just wanted to get re-familiarized with the game. So I had already previously played this game, played through all the routes. I hadn't gotten all the endings, but I went through A through E on the PS4, and that was fine. Um, and for this episode, I wanted to just try to play again and see how far I could get. So I was playing the PS4 version on the PS5. Um, and yeah, I encountered a lot of crashes during my short time with the game. And I lost a lot of save data dealing with these crashes because, you know, I had was just going around not expecting crashes because I hadn't previously experienced crashes um, with the PS4. But now on the PS5, uh, yeah, it, it happened one too and, many times. And, and there's no autosave in this game, which you, <laughs> you get. Yeah, you, you get so used to it these days of there being at least some sort of autosave to kind of cover you in case something happens and just like nope in this one if you forget to save yeah. and crash or lose to a boss like you're losing all your progress see well, I, I was good about saving for the most part but um but there, I, one another, of the, the one of the bad yeah. endings it uh i hadn't saved and i had to yeah. start over and i was annoyed by that um there's another reason why the crashes are problematic besides just annoying you and wasting time and whatnot um and speaking of wasting time before i before i mention the the crashes again this is kind of my take on near atom it's um i'm not one of those people who you know um constantly beats the drum about like respect my gaming time that is not me at all Mm -hmm. but boy in this case i really feel like my time was not used wisely um by the game purposely like by design i felt like it was a uh, it was designed to waste my time in, in, in and i mean there was in, a lot of that in the first one as well but yeah this one has it as well i i don't know why my tolerance was lower this time i i, I understand and i agree like many of the things that were time wasters were like exact duplicates of what happened in the previous game but somehow i just wasn't tolerant of them here i don't know i wished i would have told my or i wish i would have been more patient and waited until the fast travel unlocked before i started messing around with side quests because boy i was pissed (laughs) that i did a handful of side quests just running around that huge map and then oh here, here now you can do fast travel like 
oh, you well, couldn't would, unlock this five minutes ago game? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say let's save the side quest complaint session till later. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say, like, in general, that's, like, how I feel about the game. But, like, this is... Um, uh, you can definitely see it in like the way it crashes, which I understand that's not obviously um, done on purpose. I don't know why it crashes quite frequently on PS5, but it seems to be a common thing, like to the point where I found several online threads all crashing in the exact same place. And it's always um, once you get to a certain point of the story where the city gets kind of like leveled by a, by a giant robot and the, uh, the crater in the, in the center of the ruins uh, becomes available. So anytime you go in or out of that crater, you just kind of, I just felt like I felt myself tensing up because I was waiting for the crash anytime I had to deal with that stupid crater in the middle of the city. And it's yeah. such a common occurrence. So oh, so the reason it was time wasting, right? The first, um, is it the first two? Yeah, the first two playthroughs, not only can you, you know, obviously die without autosave and lose time, but if you die, um, your installed chipset, um, you have to, you know, in, in like so fashion you have to go find your corpse do a corpse run and get your get your chips back um so that's a little worse than in souls games where you lose your 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 up um your leveling materials your souls because your chips is what makes you um efficient for combat mm -hmm. and and whatever build you're going for and those are items like those are not easy to necessarily come by or at least like take you know a, a good amount of time um and, be, and the game counts a crash as a death. So when the game crashes, you lose your chipset if you don't recover it. Or if you're on the corpse run and it crashes, then your chipset is gone. And that happened to me, I can't remember if it was once or twice, where I literally lost my my uh, my installed inventory because of the game crashing frequently. Wow. And that pissed me pissed me off to no end. Oh, and I, oh man. And I and I I found some online comments and I totally agree. Why was that a feature in a near game? This game the game does not benefit at all from having to do a corpse run to to regain your your items, your stuff. Why do you need to do that? Because um, this was the 14th Android Machine War and they just wanted a whole bunch of bodies on the floor. Because <laughs> Souls was popular at the time and they had to do what Souls do to to get the kids popularity as they say yeah i mean so maybe but, but then it ditches that for the second uh for the for the third and fourth um playthrough ending c and d offer uh they 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 work on a completely different gameplay system there's no more corpse runs required or is it even ending b i can't remember it might just be ending a where that's the thing anyway the point is the game ditches its own system after a while it's um no i think it's after ending b when you when you get severed from the network, then you don't have to worry about that anymore. That's only a thing while the androids are still connected to the network. So uh, playthroughs A and B. I don't know. It's you know I get it. Like there's like a lower reason, but it's it's just emblematic of uh, you're wasting my time for purposes of like obscure lore or just trying to be um, uh, you know different. I guess which is fine, but not if it, not not in this case. I guess. It's it's so Yoko Taro. No, it, it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, so just as a warning to anyone playing uh, near Automata on the PS5, make sure you save before you free fall into the crater because you'll probably experience the crashes that me and Pascal experienced. 
out of curiosity, did any of the boards say whether or not people were playing off of a solid state driver? Uh, the the uh, game's built in, huh? Not, not that I recall. No, I, I'm. I was just curious because sometimes th- that can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So, some games just have that problem with the you know the where you're trying to play a PS4 game on the PS5 hardware, and it just causes bugs that don't exist if you're playing on PS4. Oh, well, the game ran surprisingly well on Switch, I, I must say. I've heard um, good I, things about this. I've heard it's like um, um, modern Marvel, how well it runs on the Switch. Yeah, I I mean, I granted, I don't notice a lot of things like screen tearing or frame rate drop or anything like that. But, um, I mean, it, it felt pretty good to me playing it. And I had a blast with the, the gameplay loop itself. Um, though bear in mind, I did play on the easiest difficulty, and I I don't know if this is on the con- the console versions, but um, you get chipsets that let you auto battle. <laughs> um, yeah, those are in there. Are, those are in there. Okay. Yeah, there are some chips that are, um, or at least there are some options that are uh, exclusive to the easy difficulty. Yeah. Okay, because that that's how I played most of the game, mostly because. Um, you know, switch isn't, the switch isn't very ergonomic, and I do have uh, repetitive motion injuries on my wrists. So it was nice not to have to button mash to kind of just let um, the, the robots take care of the combos and let me deal with positioning and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, now, I go ahead. No, no, like for serious boss fights or um, when things were getting out of hand, I would turn the uh, auto battling off and t- take control what I needed to. But for just r- running around the areas, um, getting into fights, uh, the auto battling worked for the most part just fine. Yeah, I got to say, I really enjoyed the chip system. Um, like, you know, it's, it's set up, it, it has like the default configuration for you. So the chips take a certain amount of slots and you can only fit a few on and you can buy upgrades so you can add more chips. And the default ones are like your HP meter and some of these other default settings. And you can unequip all of that stuff. And then you can just fill your chip, uh, you know, equipment slots with nothing but like murderous attack, um, you know, plus chips and just make yourself a kamikaze bot that can't tell when an enemy is about to die or how much life you have left but you know they'll they'll go boom real quick aren't some sure of them enough, like, aren't some of them her operating system that you can't One take out is, you can if you, and she will uh, self destruct that's an ending <laughs> They warn you about it, <laughs> but you can yeah. take it out. Yeah. See, and I, I was never brave enough to try. No, I, I know uh, that that's one of the uh, one of the joke endings. Yep. I know that I hit the self destruct button and blew her skirt off, but I was surprised that she lived through that. Oh, oh does it? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you have to hit the but yeah, I think you have to hit the thumbsticks in at the same time. Yeah, and, I know you can do that. I don't remember a skirt blowing off, but I know it. I know for nine S, his pants blow off. Oh. <laughs> so I just never tried it with two B. Yeah, her, her skirt gets blown off. She's got kind of a dull body, and it, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's kind of unintentionally hilarious because you know afterwards she's kind of limping around in pain, and you feel wow. bad <laughs> because yeah. you're. T- did that um but but i i was well I, I was being a pervert and looked up her skirt and showing my husband and then he was like well isn't that the game where you isn't that the game where you can blow her skirt off and i was like what and he's like yeah and he pulled up a youtube video i was like oh and then i tried it and like yep apparently you get an achievement uh, for looking up her skirt yeah i didn't know that either 
I, I remember before the game came out, somebody had faked screenshots of uh, of uh, sh- showing her rear end a little bit more detailed, and that was kind of a controversy for a while. Did any of you guys hear any of that? Not that I remember. I mean, that was what six years ago now. Yeah, uh, that yeah. that's true. Yeah. I've, I've seen images that. online. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure this whole series has been Rule 34 to death, yeah. e- even before the game came out. Um, I, I just remember hearing something about uh, Yoko Taro tweeting that he was sick of getting getting these fake screenshots. Um, but but I digress. Uh, s- story wise, um, I will admit I kind of liked uh, Default Near Story a little bit better. Yes. I don't know why, yeah. but it's still kind of it still kind of hits the same beats of uh, Are we really the baddies? Um, does it though? Uh, not to the same, not nearly to the same level. I wouldn't say. Um, yeah, because c- c- the the base of this. The basis of the story is that humanity has been wiped out, and there are these androids. You know, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. You are jumping so ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the the beginning no, of the no game, there's, there's yeah, the beginning of the game. There's four major entities. There's um the humans that have ran away to the moon. They've <laughs> they've uh, employed the help of the androids who are fighting on their behalf, fighting against the machines who were then thus created by the aliens. So uh, at the start of the game, you've you've really got these these two entities that you don't see much of, and then you've got their like subjects or you know their their people that they're using. They're pawns, yeah. They're they're thralls in the in the army or in the in the war. Just the the machines battling against the androids, and that's yeah. the major two fact uh, war faction that you see and i mean coming off of uh near replicant where so i think we i know we just talked about it a few weeks ago replicant takes takes place what like three thousand years in our future or, or what was it again i don't really remember um it's but pretty I, far. It's, it's a couple of millennia ahead of us and um, near automata is like another five or six or seven thousand years after that i think so we're, we're like aren't we in the year like 11 11 um 11,000 something or other yeah, yes something like I know that. It's ref- yeah so i mean we are like wait um so what would be the canonical ending that we're going off of the one where um in replicant where basically the human race is saved because they have from rep from replicant because the, the human that, the human the humans are, are pretty much screwed at the end of of the original near um are they screwed in every ending though there's not an ending where 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 you save the the human race there there has to be no i i think i think the the canonically the only human that survives because their body was like subjected to you know tests and and numerous like experiments was a meal he's like the last human that 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 is alive and that's why he's he like clones himself and he's part of the the army against the machines and and you know this automata timeline right but at some point in the intervening time aliens landed on earth and there was a war between aliens and humans and that's and the humans fled to the moon so the humans must have been around in some capacity at that point unless it's just like part of the propaganda and there were no humans there's also some weirdness with the uh, remake of replicant because they put in an ending specifically to tie to automata so um, is that where the where humans are saved then to be 100 percent honest i do not remember the details yeah, okay well let, let me at least say that that's kind of what i had assumed right like i mean in order to explain this like huge time jump and it is referenced that humans 
fought aliens that landed on Earth at some point in between. But yeah, so you're right. Like, so when Automata picks up, the humans are already fled to the moon. And it's basically, at, so at that point, it's mostly androids versus machines because the aliens have also not been sighted in, I don't know, like hundreds of years or yeah. something like that. Right. So, so you've got the, the aliens, uh, or you've got the machines who are have the orders from the aliens who are fighting against the androids who are protecting the, you know, the remnants of the human race. And you, you basically just have androids and machines fighting for, yeah. um, you know, unknown amount of time. And with these kind of just vacant orders that were given to them that they they're just kind of following at this point without kind of embedded into their programming, into their souls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Although they do get emails and messages from the moon spurring them on to action. And don't forget what you're fighting for. You're fighting for our existence. Go out there and do us proud, basically. And at, yeah, at the beginning of the game, like the little mantra is glory to mankind. And it yeah. it's always seemed very ominous the way that they presented it. I was like, oh, OK, sure. <laughs> but you're fighting to to give the humans back their home planet, right? Like you're fighting for them to survive. That's how the game starts anyway. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, well, at, at first you, you find the, the, the crater opens up, um, the, the crashed alien like spaceship. And then you find the rem remnants or the remains of the aliens who had been dead for an untold amount of time. So the androids are like, what, what? <laughs> and so one, one half of, you know, the machines, um, you know, their masters have been gone for a, some amount of time. And, you know, that kind of opens up, you know, some questions like, you know, why are the machines still fighting if they're not getting, you know, orders from the aliens anymore? And of course, like, I mean, as you're going along earlier on in the game, I mean, you start meeting, you go to Pascal's village and you start meeting uh, the machines hello? who have, uh, yeah, who have checked out on this and just yeah. want to be, want to live a peaceful life. Pascal is a special character in this, in this game, didn't you know? <laughs> Basically a village of friendly, uh, village of friendly robots that um, no longer want to fight and just want to keep peace. And it's kind of a cute little village. Um, you yeah. have to get, there's a side quest where you have to go save a, a villager's sister and that they're both robots wearing a bow on their head. And you yeah. go to the desert to find the sister and the little sister is a huge robot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you it's get kind a of a Lenny. Yeah. Who are they? Lenny and uh, I, um, I can't, from Grapes of Wrath. No, from Mice of Men. <laughs> oh, right. No, wrong, wrong book novel. My bad. Um, and you get a little bow as an accessory that I put in your in uh two B's hair and kept it there for the rest of the game because I thought it was cute. Yeah, the the robot village is is fun. Um, we we are fast forwarding a little bit with the story, but after the amusement park sequence, which has fabulous music, by the way, let me just mm -hmm. add that you you are in you run into um a robot who's waving the white flag and immediately yeah. Nine S is like kill it, like, it's, <laughs> it's a trick. <laughs> but then you you know you go to that village and um oh, that's where a lot of the the side quests open up which uh, one of the side quests is really great the one with uh jean jean pierre the robot uh, 
Oh, where you have to find all of his followers Groupies. and yes, yeah, and, and yeah, he he they they're like in madly in love with him, and they want to give him all these like presents, and you deliver these presents, and he's just not impressed at all, and he, he he's like, you know, he doesn't care, and then you have to relay these messages back to these these robots, and they're just so infatuated with him, and then when you go back to try to turn in the the quest, he's just gone, <laughs> he's just he just vanished. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting quest because then as, as you play the game, you find out he's the reason, um, that the boss in the amusement park is the way she is because she was one of his groupies that wanted to become beautiful. And, you know, she was a robot and didn't really understand the ideas of beauty. And she just kind of started killing androids and, you know, making her crazy evil body stronger and yeah it just, just the, wasn't it didn't even matter because he just didn't care <laughs> it's, it's that same idea from replicant where each boss now has a little bit more context that you're given as you you know still pound them into the dirt but you get backstory you get a little bit more explanation as to who they are or were or why they are the way they are um because um because 9s can hack into them so he has so he's privy i guess to information that 2b just didn't have on her playthrough but um i just i didn't feel like it tugged like at the heartstrings as much as um replicant did not not by a long shot um yeah you know, it's cool but not like again i i did i think it was done better in the uh, prequel for sure what yeah. what i like about the different routes is so you start route a as to b and every boss you encounter it's got a boss tag like title name but it's alien in nature like because 2b doesn't care what these you know creatures are called and then you play route b and you play as 9s and you fight these same bosses but now the bosses have names because um 9s is a scouter bot and he's more um and he's he's just more, he wants to learn more about you know the creatures uh, or the the machines and whatnot yeah you can um, scan them Exactly. So you, it's. I, I like that it's you. You know, two B just doesn't care. So the machines don't have names in her playthrough, and then nine S, you actually get the names of the the bosses. The fun little, you know, small little, you know, caveat that they they throw in there that because you have to play the game so many times. And, and I appreciated that that when you played the game through the game multiple times, that it was basically like a Rashomon story where you, you're seeing the same story but from much different perspectives. Like when um, 9S goes away for a little bit in 2B's story, you actually see what happens with uh, when he went away. Yeah. And and same when you're playing as um, A2 is her name. Yes. Yeah. Well, yep. A2 oh. does a completely that that just advances the timeline. That's not the same time as. 9s and 2b story see i couldn't remember if you confronted uh confronted <clears throat> 2b in A2? the or if a2 confronted 2b in the forest and her that's the yeah, first time you see her yeah mm -hmm. yes but but you don't play that confrontation from a2's point of view like a2's storyline covers completely different ground than what you get in the first two playthroughs so the first two playthroughs are just the first half of the story you play it with 2b and when credits roll you've basically completed half of the narrative right like you still have multiple endings but the narrative is only to the halfway point that's when so we haven't even mentioned adam and eve but um adam and eve are two 
are they i guess they're robots so they're, they're machines. machines yeah they're machines but they're, yeah but they resemble humans so they look like the androids do um and i find it very confusing how they're birthed out of like machine balls but yeah <laughs> now that i think it, that scene that I, so yeah that's that's a fun well, scene just just in general because you go to the desert and you find yeah. like a machine orgy there's machines that are replicating oh, yeah. sex and they're just like smack running into each other <laughs> which is which is really got you know, listen oh my god it's so sad like that idea i i have this in other games too that like um existential dread of like being stuck in a loop or being stuck in nothing and these machines are just in this like meaningless loop of trying to um replicate like, humanity. recreate yeah yeah and like one they of don't, them is rocking a baby what, carriage mm-hmm. they don't know but, what like emotion is they don't know what love is and yet the, here they are like trying to replicate like love and yeah. it's and then you kill them and that is it doesn't need any other context like that is so fucking sad it's it's funny that you say that because yeah they're kind of just kind of just going through the motions but at the same time like you said i'm confused at how it happened but they also birth um adam somehow but magic i'm not sure i'm kind of having like this moment where i I wonder if i get it like it just hit me they're having a machine orgy right like they're all about like they want to procreate and then when they get into this ball like they they all the machines that you haven't slaughtered they form this giant sphere and then the sphere cracks open out drips this white fluid along with like their offspring like they they found a way to (laughs) to literally give birth to a new life form. I don't know how exactly, but it's so like thematic. Yeah, that's that's a fun fight scene because you know he 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 is created, he's naked, and as you're fighting him, you see that's, him leveling up. Like he's Adam, and and, right? and the 9S is like freaking out. He's like, oh my god, he's evolving, he's getting we gotta kill him. Yeah. And you, you know, you impale him and you think he's he's dead, but from his rib then emerges eve you know yeah. v- very biblical undertones right there um and then they kind of escape and then you know then they do their own little thing where they're reading books and wearing pants because you know humanity wore clothes to hide genitalia yeah. well i'm um, look well i mean it's like adam and eve right they're trying to um gain forbidden knowledge they're trying to become they're trying to get as close to being human as possible like the machines before did but adam and eve figured out like the way to do it so uh, that's which is why near the end of well that particular storyline um it's uh it's it's in the white city in the is it uh in the i think the the copied city is what it's called right um the boss battle with adam the second time you face him he talks about how he's cut himself off from the machine network and this is the only way like to actually attain what life is because the network will keep um respawning him which is like why up to that point in the game like we were talking about if you die you respawn you have to go find your 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 corpse and recover your items because everybody's hooked up to the network and so you just respawn but adam figures out if you sever if you cut off the network and if you die it's a true death like this is what the only way to understand what life is is to make yourself mortal so that's what he does and that's what ends the first like part of the story because after that we don't have a network anymore everybody gets cut off it's like millennials without the internet (laughs) Uh, so it's 
I mean, it's you know, it's definitely it's, it's pretty poignant. So, so the yeah. more so in discussing it than I, I honestly didn't think most of this stuff while I was playing. I'm just now like kind of working through it. <laughs> like, so, oh, this is deep. <laughs> so yeah. then, where does that virus stuff play? Where does what? The the stuff with the virus. Uh, what? To, um, <laughs> the red red eyes when yeah the, you get infected you get infected with a virus later in the game and have to that is yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's eve's anger basically like kind of turning all the machines into like killer robots and, and um, at some point Ninus hacks into him and he gets corrupted and then um that's how the 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 first route ends is he's corrupted and to be has to to kill him or else yeah. he's gonna infect everyone else basically yeah i think the game calls it a logic virus it's yeah. it's referenced a few times I, I then, just remember. You, sorry, mm-hmm. I just remember that sequence being very infuriating. Having having to run, you, you couldn't well, jump. I know what's the sequence you're talking about doesn't happen till later. That's um, right. Like what we're talking about is like the ending of the initial run through, which okay, it, the, the part you're talking about hasn't happened yet, but that's like shortly after. So you you finish the game as two B. You fought all the bosses. You killed Adam and Eve. Um, and the network is. I think for all intents and purposes, the network is basically dead at that point, I, I think, or at least like, or it's about to be. Um, and then you play the whole thing again through 9S's eyes, like we already said, reach same ending, just with some, and boy, man, I was relieved that 9S gets um, knocked unconscious for a couple of levels in, in the first storyline, because it meant I didn't have to replay like the freaking <laughs> flooded city, copied city, all that nonsense. I didn't have to play a second time. You get to skip boss battles that 9S wasn't a part of um, because, you know, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Or he's or he's knocked out cold, which is I kind of I kind of enjoyed that. Thank you. I wish more games would do that. But <laughs> um, so then. OK, so then fast forward, I think even is it a couple of years or like six months? It's like it's a it's a considerable like chunk of time passes by. And that's when you start your third playthrough. And now the story finally advances to like the second half of the actual story after you've beaten two endings you finally get to see how the story finishes up and that's when you get a2 um that's when the the remaining androids all become infected by the logic virus that's what kelly was talking about um 2b actually canonically dies that's the part where you have to like drag her at a snail's pace across the entire map and i wanted to throw my switch uh yeah. into the wall yeah yeah <laughs> that was intentional yeah, that was that was you know that was Yogotaro was definitely trying to to prove a point there with that whole sequence with just all yeah. of her all of her her you know her functions were slowly just breaking down so at first you know you couldn't attack anymore then you couldn't run and you so you then you're just like limping around <laughs> and very slowly to the next section and then and the then screen you starts getting blurry and eventually cuts out and it goes to black and white and you're I think the, the audio goes away and <laughs> which is an interesting contrast from how the game starts up where um 9S is basically helping you configure your operating system. Mm. Which yeah, I that was, was that was cool. Mm. Which um because as you play the second time, you, that isn't something that you're controlling. You're watching to be configure the settings that you did when you first 
first started playing the game and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's a nice little touch. And I thought it was neat that it was it was clear that it was recording what you were doing. Yeah. Because um, like, oh, yeah, I guess I did kind of move my cursor around a little bit. That's mm-hmm. that's neat. Um, so second half of the story, um, 2B becomes infected. Most of the androids become infected and basically then they um, they're just enemies from that point. Like they're, it, you know, they. Yeah. Is it is it 9S? gets infected i can't remember because i hadn't played the this ending all the way through in a while but doesn't one of them to be or 9s like lose an arm and then they connect uh, yeah much later okay that's that's later on that's mm-hmm. how he gets infected again yeah um I, I, I don't even know if i'm clear on the infection angle of it but maybe um to be uh I, I can't remember the exact reason why but she oh she tries to get away from because she knows she's contagious um, she tries to get away from him, like where any other androids are. So she makes her way to the the shopping center, which is where she runs into um, A2. So up to this point, you've only seen I think A2 once when you had to fight her as a boss, mm-hmm. and and she's been talked about a little bit by other characters who seem to know her, but you really don't know much about A2 other than she's a rogue android. She's been like <laughs> excommunicated from the the bunker, the android station. Like she's she's basically hunted. Like you, she's she's wanted for crimes, right? Um, so she runs into A2, and knowing that she is about to die of her logic virus, she asks A2 to well kill her, basically, like do you know make 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 her death quick, painless, so she doesn't I guess resurrect as like a um, an infected android, and. So uh, A2 does that. She stabs her with her sword and 9S is watching from a distance and he sees this. He doesn't know any of the, the buildup. He just, to him, he just sees A2 kill 2B and he, I don't think he even knows it yet, but he kind of loves 2B. Like he's, he's kind of fallen in love with her. And so this is what sets him off for the rest of the game. Now he's going to, he, he basically goes crazy and he's just on a revenge quest. And his ultimate goal is to kill as many machines as possible um, and then kill A2. And that's kind of what he devolves into. And A2 also just wants to kill machines because to her, machines are evil. And so the second, uh, sorry, the third and the fourth playthrough are for the second half of the game. Or technically, it's only one playthrough, but they have two different endings. And you kind of uh, switch back and forth between 9S and A2, right? Because 2B is gone now. Um, and I really like the, the layout of the story here because it's basically like every time a chapter finishes, you get the option because you, you have to choose which character to control. You get a little a little chapter to play as 9S or A2. And they, they each have their own separate storyline with their own things happening. Um, and every time a chapter finishes, you get to choose, do I want to now switch to the other character and play wherever their story is currently at? Or do I want to continue with my current character and continue their story? But you have to play all of it eventually because um, their storylines um, converge back together because of the giant ass tower that's risen out of the earth, which I get it. we haven't even like talked about that yet. <laughs> Um, what's the reason for it? I don't even remember well, why it, it happened. It, it, it's slightly, is it, is it officially stated what the exact reason is for it? Like A2 thinks it's a, uh, a weapon to destroy the, the humans remaining base on the moon. It, it, it's oh. also kind of like implied that perhaps it's just a, uh, sending an arc out to kind of like spread knowledge out into the universe to kind of be like oh. that. And I don't, I don't think they, they give you an official answer. It's just kind of like left vague. Right. I mean, from what I remember, I don't really have a good answer. I, part of me says it's implied that, um, 
either Adam or Eve did something before they died to like set this in motion, but I'm yeah. I'm not 100% certain if that's true. But in any case, there's a giant tower sticking out of the middle of the city that's come out of the ground. And all the characters know, in addition to just want to, they, besides one, besides they want to be psychopaths and kill every living, well, every machine that they find, they also know they have to find a way to get into the tower and see what's up. Um, and that's what, I, that's basically the, like, the rest of the game, right? Like just kind of, you have the, the, the various story beats. And uh, to me, I think A2 story is um, definitely more interesting than 9S at this point, because A2 has some actual character growth to go through. Mm-hmm. 9S is just about revenge. Yeah, yeah 9S yeah. kind of, it's almost like 9S is on a like a, 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 a downward slope because he just devolves into crazy. And A2 is the one that has like upwards momentum with her character. One one thing I liked about the fight with uh, A2, the first time you run into her in the, the forest is um, she doesn't attack you. Like you can actually walk up to her and she she won't engage in, in combat. So the, the, the fight won't actually start until 9s goes crazy and just starts shooting at her and then the battle starts <laughs> mm-hmm. like she's she's not there to actually fight you until you know you provoke her and then then she's you know gets defensive and then that's when the the battle starts and you know that she's not she's she's not there to, to, to fight you know like at, at that point she's just there to you know destroy all machines um yeah because as we find out you know she was a, a former you know she found out that yorha was lying you know to the androids yeah um the way that a2 shows up during that boss fight is fucking hilarious oh when when um, she kills the the robot baby <laughs> it's so i and, and i think it's also pretty um fascinating like even more than pascal's village it's it's fascinating that um by the way can i say how how weird it is for me to talk about my name in like third person that, that never <laughs> yeah. in my whole life there's never been an occasion for me to discuss a character with that name but okay anyway um the forest kingdom is like more fascinating to me because here you have like a group of machines who went off uh as you uncover the backstory later you find out one machine um gain some what like some semblance of self um self-governing or like sentience or something and he decided okay we're gonna make we're gonna he wants to create a family i think it's kind of like the word that he uses when you get to his backstory and the only way that they can like explain to that he can explain to the other machines about family is like by by using concepts like well this is our i I don't remember exactly but this is our area this is our kingdom you know we're a family we're a um like he becomes the king and they they actually speak of him as like their king and they are his soldiers and this is you know that th- this is the machine kingdom and they take uh they take up residence in a castle and they um uh, they um, copy like a style of like medieval knights you know they they practice in battle formations and some of them go mounted on like machine horseback and stuff like that and i don't know it's pretty fascinating stuff i think um so anyway the king dies and they raise a new king which means they um they build uh, i think or they build or they find i don't know a baby machine and have it in a a little rocking um crib and (laughs) it's the new king it's the king reborn but they they're perplexed why he doesn't grow like they try to like raise him and he doesn't want to grow up into an adult machine because he's a fucking robot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so when a2 shows up when you reach the king's chamber and it's it's just a nursery with like a little baby crib in it 
the baby machine. She drops down from the sky with her sword already like impaling the baby king as she as she lands. And then she holds up her sword and there's this little blob of a machine just like skewered onto her sword. And she holds it up and it's the baby. It's like, oh my God, what am I watching? She, bas- she basically Sephiroth's the kid. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. Can you this imagine? Like shish kebab. Can, can you imagine being that robot king? Like, he, like, built this entire kingdom, and then, you know, he loses his functions, and his dumb subjects put his his <laughs> being in a baby. So he's just stuck in a an object that won't grow. He can't do anything because he's, like, he's in a robot baby, and he's just, like, sitting there in the little nursery for eternity until A2 kills him. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's probably just, like, cursing his subjects. He's like, get me out of here! But he can't say anything. It's, it's pretty <laughs> scary. That's not, like, you know, for for a, for a, for a intelligence form that has, like, some sort of thought process, that's a scary fucking situation. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I had a feeling that that robot baby was going to die the second it showed up, by the way. Oh, yeah. It, the, the game telegraphed it so hard. Mm. I, I remember when I first started playing 2B's route, the first time you go to the desert, and um, it, it's like the second area you go to, I think. So you hadn't really like engaged in a ton of combat. And I went into the game blind, but I had this, I like you, I had this feeling, like, okay, listen, I played Replicant. I know this is not, nothing is what it seems. And I had this idea that these robots, because in the desert, they're all kind of like, um, in the first desert area, the, uh, the robots are scattered in like their own little groups. Like there's a group in this little, um, in this little section and there's a group in this little cave. And I had this weird idea that they're not like really robots at all. Like as I keep playing and killing these things, eventually at some point, um, Yoko Taro is going to turn around and I'm going to find out that 2B thought they were robots, but really these are like the humans. Like they're often there, you know, there's little families grouped in little pockets in the desert. And what you're really killing are the surviving humans. You just don't know it. Like I, I thought that's where it was going to go. It, Small it wouldn't and, have surprised me if it did, but yeah, it doesn't, played- but he kind of played it straight in this game. I mean, he, he didn't get nearly the level of weird that he did with Replicant. I did love that the when you go to the desert and the robots wear the masks that the Kingdom of Facade yeah. had. I was like, oh, oh, that's Italian. That's from near. Yes. And but like they don't do anything with it. It's just like a little small no. nod. <laughs> but kind, kind of thankfully they don't because, well, remember at that point. Replicant wasn't as well known as it is now with the remake. So it's a good thing they didn't like force that connection down your throat. Like, thankfully, you don't really have to get it. The only blatant reference to Replicant that I remember is towards the end, you end up at the library. Um, yeah. What about Emil? Um, yeah, and Emil, obviously. Yeah. Um, I like when he. I like when he. When you first meet him, and he's just the the head, and then there's like the very cartoonish, <laughs> like runaway, like sound where you go, and he like yeah. speeds off. <laughs> True, Emil, the character is so well known for comic relief. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I don't know if I you see. listen. If you listen to our last episode, Ryan. Man, we were going on and on about how Emil is just like the most tortured creature ever created for a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor, poor Emil. I, I would have loved to be, been on that um, that episode because I near is fantastic. Right, and this and, you're copying exactly what we all said then too. Mm-hmm. It's great. So poor Emil. Uh, yeah, but not well, not this. But this one, you know, he's kind of <laughs> funny at times. 
Yeah, but he still has a tragic story in this one too. You know, like if when you get into it all, mm-hmm. like he he does mm-hmm. come across as a comic relief, well, but then you realize you that it. you know this is just one of the many clones of Emil, and he doesn't even yeah. remember all of his existence, and he's he's only can faintly remember Kaine and you know everyone else from you know back back in the day. But you don't even have to get into Emil like his storyline at all. In fact, the game makes it very difficult to. To engage in his content yeah isn't he a super boss yes uh, among other things yes and right. even that well that goes more to the point of like wasting my time but um how does the where do we leave the story off the tower right um yeah well i for, i wanted to ask i i talked about blatant references did, did mm. anyone else get a little like oh where's this gonna go when the twins showed up at the camp Yes. I mean, you saw them in the background. They, they don't, they don't become, uh, like actually they don't, you can actually interact with them until the, until nine S goes missing and you need to, and you need to upgrade your pod to have the scanner unit, um, mm-hmm. added to it. And then you can yeah. interact with them. But if you, if you play the game brand new and you go to the side of the resistance camp where it turns into a, like a 2d side scroller section, they're, they're there just like leaning on, you know, a, a a steel beam but they're they're non-interactable but we know exactly what part of the game you're on right now (laughs) you can tell you just played that today i think (laughs) yeah and i didn't notice them in that in that section at first i was too busy trying to figure out the the stupid side quest where you had to open up that the gate to get get to the other side and then yeah then there's a little pushing like mini quest where you got to get to the treasure chest and push some boxes around the old, the old block puzzles but yeah. uh this this devil and popola not the same ones from uh from replicant no nope. and, and that was one of my favorite parts of the game was getting their little bit of backstory of how you know like there were villages all over the world and there were devil and popolas that were overseeing all the different villages all over the world and then the devil and popolas got a bad name because the ones in the original <laughs> near went crazy and yeah. because you know, of the like shit were, you did when you played that game, you uh-huh. caused all of it. <laughs> you caused all that, and then they got you know persecuted because they're the bad type of robots or the bad type of androids now. And it's mm. just like, oh, I feel bad now. And you know, like the part of the reason, like you, you can kind of like see how, like, why they went so crazy because they spent these millennia together. You know, it's like even though they're androids, they were programmed as sisters, and they've, you know, like they they supported one another. I mean, I got a million times more out of Devil and Popola's appearance in their backstory than I did out of Emil coming back. Yeah, well, I mean, like, even Emil's, even, even his music is very comedic when you, because yeah. you you see him the first time he runs away, and then he'll he'll show up as just a vendor that wanders around the map, and you can see his his face that just moves around, and you actually got to hit his his truck so that he'll stop moving around so that you can start, you know, buying stuff from him. Mm. That is expensive. Yeah, but I mean, money is no object later in the game, pretty much. I mean, it is if you want to buy all the achievements. Oh, God, we haven't even... Are we going to get into that? (laughs) Um, Should we finish the story first? There's so many tangents to go off of. Um, But I mean, honestly, I don't think there's a whole lot more I remember. I don't remember, like, the specific beats. Uh, um, I know... A2 kind of retreads a lot of the um she visits most of the areas again like she has to like figure out how to how to consign herself to like going into Pascal's village 
because she gets sent there on some errand or another. Um, and she, you know, she hates machines. So like more than 2B or 9S ever did. So how how does she deal with going to Pascal's village and dealing with them and like talking to them in a peaceful way? And by the end of the story, she kind of is on there. Like she's come around. She's um, she's uh, she's helped them. There's that that whole like near the end of um, the final parts of the story. Um, Pascal's village g- becomes attacked. I don't, it, it's never it's really infected, clear, I don't think. right? Is, um maybe maybe it's an infect yeah i don't know it, it definitely infected with a virus i thought maybe I they, oh, the machines like kind of turn on each other a little bit yeah. or yeah so and pascal saves the children because that's what he's, he's like he's the teach he's like the, the wise mentor teacher figure he's all about like raising the children in a um in his village so he brings the children to the factory and asks a2 to come i guess help and that's when you get to control pascal as he mans one of those giant uh mechs and goes up against this like horde of oncoming enemies and slaughters them in one of those like what is that um the it's, it's like the first boss you bought you hide you battle yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the mech with the like the the buzz saw hands and all angles. that angles his name is angles, angles. he has a name <laughs> um so that's pretty awesome and then it turns out while you were fighting and keeping all the uh the oncoming machines away from the the robot children in the factory they killed themselves yeah they that's... they all all the children sac- sacrificed themselves. not sacrifice <laughs> yeah no they were scared they... yeah so pascal taught them fear and you know pascal was just trying to instill knowledge into the the children but and to keep them safe i think and I to think keep them reason. safe but yeah, yeah they were so scared they ended up just ending their lives and the fact that you know pascal taught them this and he go he walks into this scene it it wrecks yeah. him man mm-hmm. i mean the it's it's so dark and it's probably the only time where this game like not only measures up to but like surpasses the the previous game in terms of like heartache but mm. I, I guess if you've like kind of grown grown closer to pascal over the game and he is the kind of character i think you could this is a, a rough moment like he so then he asks a2 to either wipe his memory because he can't live with the pain of what he's done or well yeah i mean yeah he's he's, he's guilt he he's the one who taught them to be afraid um or to kill him like wipe my memory or if you can't do that at least kill me and you have to choose oh god brutal <laughs> Or there is no good choice. Or there's a third option: just walking away. You can Walk actually away. just you can leave him there, and Pascal will be like, "How could you? How could you do this to me?" Because you know, if you if you wipe his memory, there's there's the possibility, which this this game has you know the tendency to follow, that Pascal will do and and tr- the same situation will happen again because you know they're robots and they'll follow the same path to Mm -hmm. this to this section or you could kill him so that he never has to deal with this again or you can walk away so that you know he has the most human situation where he has to kind of live with his his you know mistake yeah what did you guys do I believe I wiped his memory because I yeah. felt that that was a little more humane. Yeah, I think that's what I went with wiping the memory. Yeah. Did you kill him? Well, you, no, <laughs> I I wiped it, but I'm I'm assuming you guys probably at some point later maybe you, did you find him back in his he he goes back to his village mm-hmm. and that's almost 
worse encountering him later in the village where he's just i mean you know obviously because he wiped his memory he's literally a shell of his former self because that's all that's left it's just you know a robot with no memory of anything and he walks around his village i i in my head it's almost like he instinctively knew to go back there like something something inside him remained and it like pulled him back to that location and he gets there and it's empty right like everything everything in it is dead there's just um dead machines laying all around and when you talk to him he says you know he, he has no idea like what happened here like this something strange something terrible occurred here i have no idea but i've been collecting these machine parts that's like basically he's cleaning up the massacre that happened there he has no idea how he was involved in it it's almost worse i feel like seeing him later like that like just this like a um you know it's 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 it makes me think of like like aging and like losing your faculties like for the elderly kind of that's what he becomes mm-hmm. at the end um just he 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 kind of goes through the motions instinctively but he doesn't know what's happening who's what i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it but man that that character sure got it rough in this game yeah i, f- I felt really bad for the little robot characters in yeah. this game so that was kind of a2's turning point like you know unless you decide to walk away like you can do something to ease a machine suffering and for her that's so far removed from where she started you know she remember the first time you see her she skewers a baby <laughs> a baby machine and now she's compassionate to like pascal's trouble and and you know all this other stuff and but then i don't know the machine storyline's kind of wrapped up and then you pretty much all that's left is to go into the tower and deal with the tower and that's where uh 9s and a2 storyline kind of converges again and they both um ascend to the top of the tower and each each one of them kind of has like some small individual story beats and they meet at the end and they are their own final boss well they are each other's final bosses well yeah before 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 they have to confront one another there is a sequence where they are um tag teaming the 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 previous final boss in a really cool sequence where you'll take control of a2 and then you know you'll you'll hit like a final blow and then the scene will transition and then you'll be 9s and it'll go back and forth between the two they're they're somewhat working together to get rid of this machine monster and then once they reach the top and they they actually defeat this thing all that's left is you know one another yeah well it's 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 two different machines that they're fighting it's well it's the same machine twice basically a a uh, oh gosh uh, i'm now i'm starting to lose the names of them um 9s is flying in his in his ship um and he's like zooming up the side of the 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 tower like where he ever he's at like trying to fly to the the top and he keeps being attacked and his his part is the shooting section and then like you said it transitions to a2 and she's riding this elevator platform also up to the top of the tower i'm guessing she's on the opposite side of the tower i don't know they um and she's fighting the same machine like the machine's like twin on her side with except she's doing hers with like swords and stuff um and then yeah when they get to the top the two machines meld together and then they both have to tag team that is like a really awesome uh creative battle to to take part in and then they have to kill each other to finish the the story oh and and also and right and it's in the tower that you find out the last couple of things like a2 discovers or is it night well yeah i think it's a2 discovers that the tower is really like a cannon aimed at the moon and humanity has been wiped out I forget exactly when they dropped that that um, that revelation, but that was during the tower. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. So humanity is actually long gone, has been gone for millennia, probably. Um, it's all been a lie. 
And um, and Nine S gets his own moment where he kind of reconciles, you know, with like losing Two B, and I think that's where he does the that's where the arm cutting off and um, reattaching Two B's arm to his body happens. Yeah, I mean that's it's along that part where you start seeing the pods almost acting as like Devil and Popola were in the first game, where they're obviously the watchers over all of the uh, the androids in this one and kind of controlling them to what end we don't really know. Yeah, well, and and they gain they start gaining some uh, sentience as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's one scene where one of the pot, where the pods communicate with each other and one of them tells the other one, "Please don't die." Yeah, like kind of indicating like i care for you i'll miss you you're my friend i have emotions for you and the other one is like you can't say that <laughs> we're not supposed to <laughs> we're not programmed for that feeling. yeah but then she and then after that she goes well, i don't know why i say she they don't have like gender but the second pod then says oh also i hope you don't die as well <laughs> and it's it's cute and it's uh it's kind of uh touching the the pods care for each other and for their um subjects i don't for their for their person <laughs> the way a pet will care for its owner i don't know whatever you want to call it I, I will say when uh, 9S uh, reveals his eyes for the first time and in, in one of his free, freak outs, I think it's the one where he tears off his arm. Did, did his eyes creep anybody else out or was it just me? Um, like, like they almost animated him a little bit too big to be unsettling. Oh, is this when he, uh, when the two red, red hair twins, like start talking to him, the little girls? I, I don't remember. I just remember mm. that his eye reveal, he, he, he looked very creepy to me. There's, this, there's one camera angle that zooms in on him in a weird way. Like when he's kind of getting his own like story revelation. Um, and I think it's meant to be unsettling. I think it's meant to be like because he's lost his mind. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm I'm sure it was totally intentional. I just wasn't sure if any, anybody else kind of got unsettled by that scene. I guess you know, as far as like it was intended to. I I remember that his death um, is if if you play if you play as nine if you do the nine S ending and because. For the final boss, you get to choose. Um, yeah, you get to choose who you want to control, and of course, your objective is to kill the other one. If you play as 9S, 9S and A2 kill each other at the very end, like the killing blow kills both of them, they impale each other. And 9S's final death is like one of the most brutal things I think I've, I've seen in a long time, maybe ever, in a game. Not in terms of bloody, but like he's like run through with this giant sword and he keeps falling on it. He keeps like impaling himself deeper. There's blood going he's, everywhere. Yeah, he's like screaming, writhing in agony, and it carries on and on. And it's it's hard to watch. I There's didn't some care about ones. Him. I mean, like the 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 ending of even the first arc where 2B, you know, like has to kill um 9s and just like you know like visually chokes him to death i mean it's just it's very brutal she's she's used to it (laughs) that is her job it's it's kind of i almost found that to be like intimate yes because it's such a um he asks her to kill him at the end of um her storyline because he's infected i guess by the from from like accessing um or from hacking uh eve becomes infected maybe um, but the way she does it by by sitting on, she straddles him and then chokes the life out of him. And that's so, yeah, it is brutal, but also like oddly, um, like familiar and warm kind of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird stuff to talk about, man. 
Well, it's a, it's a total arc in that whole uh, sequence of, you know, at the beginning where he just, you know, she just kills him. And now by the end, she, you know, you, like you kind of intimate that she kind of has feelings for him. And it's, yeah. it, you know, like the, the things have changed over that arc. Well, d- doesn't it mirror the beginning where they, they essentially blew themselves up to uh, kill that first big robot mm-hmm. by blowing up their black boxes, but then somehow mm. their memories got reset? And then it, it's, and I believe it's supposed to be cyclical to that. Yeah. Because yeah. well, well, in, in the beginning, they just kind of do it without thinking. And now she has to actually kill him mm. and it's hurting her. Yeah. So there's an, what's what's funny about those black boxes is, you know, they use them to detonate if they're in those like crazy situations. But then they figure out, um, you know, the androids have this disdain for machines in, in general. And then they f- they find out that the black boxes are just processed machine cores. So they've mm-hmm. always had uh, like they've always been, you know, part machine. I mean, technically, you know, androids are machine in nature, but, you know, that you know, they've they've thought of, of themselves as a separate entity but you know they've they've got these machine cores built within them <laughs> yeah i mean i think they you know to them they're they're above machines like we have to wipe out machines because they're mindless they just repeat uh without any reason you know like we're better than that and then come find out you're not you've been lied to you're doing things for no reason and you're made from the same you're made from dead machine parts how how is that for a gut punch by the way that's the scene that you were talking about kelly i think that's when night the part where 9s like where you get that weird like, zoom up of his face mm-hmm. i think that's where he finds out about his origins is like being made from machine parts but i, I don't really know if it matters all that much to him at that point <laughs> it's he's already like too far down his rabbit hole to really have any more uh like change happening to him i don't think yeah um there's uh oh oh yeah you were talking about like well like the way to be has feelings for him and you kind of get that from, from the way she um she kills him at the end of her playthrough there's a, a part when you play as 9s when you go back to the flooded city it's completely optional um you can find this is after 2b dies so it's you you don't get it in his initial playthrough it's in like that second part of the the timeline um after 2b is like actually dead you can go to the flooded city and find her crashed um whatever like her her flying unit her her attack drone or whatever um that that she crash landed in and turns out before she crashed she recorded a message onto her like flight recorder for 9s and you never find it as part of like the story but just optionally you can go get it and listen to it and it's her um she doesn't say like i love you 9s or anything like that but you definitely you definitely get that she had feelings for him at least as like a close bond or a friendship of some kind like she it's basically like you know thank you for the time i I had i got to spend with you it's very un-android like and i think Mm -hmm. it's the closest you ever get to like her the way she finding out the way she feels about him yeah the the um as you progress through the game uh you know 2b and 9s will have these little small like conversations and 9s is is like you know you know you could call me nines because all my friends call me nines and you know 2b is just not about it she's just like yeah you know i don't i don't want to and then you know you get to that scene where a2 is um you know impaling 2b and and ending her life and then you see 2b kind of like look over to the side and she sees 9s see the 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 scenario unfold and and that's the one time you know she goes oh nines and then you know she dies i was like oh 
God. <laughs> yeah, I, I love their little banters while you was playing the game, Natalie, because of just how how try hard Night S is how soon Daddy uh to be is. And and it to me that to me that's always kind of a funny dynamic. So if you if you beat the game as nine S, everybody dies, and the 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 cannon I think fires off at the moon and d- destroys the 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 remnants of the human base. You know, even though humanity is already dead, if you if you beat it as a two, she hacks into nine S at the last moment, and I think it's implied that she um that she saves him because she hands his body off to the the um the drone, her drone uh, or his drone or whatever um to like carry him away, basically bring him to safety. I I think it's implied that she's saved him somehow. Yeah. And then um, she hacks into the, I don't know what to call it, the mainframe, the tower, basically, um, I guess to shut it down. And I, 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 I believe she sacrifices herself to, in order to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it's clear, but that's the, the sense I got from it. I did too. So that'd be a good ending, I guess. <laughs> At least somebody survived. <laughs> Humanity's fucked either way. <laughs> So it's interesting that the, the endings are basically picked by a, a choice on the menu who you're going to control in that sequence. Yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm going to complain about something like that next week's show, or Uh-oh. the next show as a teaser. <laughs> but um, not here? It didn't well, bother you here? Not really, because you're cut. It, I felt like it earned that choice because it led mm. up. It, the game was pretty much leading up to that choice, mm. um, switching between the two, back and forth between the two characters, and you know, you know what I mean. Mm. It, it didn't feel yeah. as forced as the one that I'm gonna gripe about next week or next show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, it's not the sim- It's not as simple as just saying the ending is different based on who you choose. I mean, it is, but also like it. It is two different characters. You kind of want to see both characters mm, like the way that their story wraps up right i mean i know they're they're mutually exclusive in the end like you can't have them both but it would be it would be unfulfilling if you didn't get to see the other person's um story uh, ends by just making one choice so yeah i, I it didn't bother me here either i'm kind of with you uh, well yeah because i think if you see both of them then at that point you can p- pick the go to the menu and pick pick yeah. the pick something that leads to ending <laughs> e. oh, yeah. oh but first you need oh, to God. all the weapons upgrade everything <laughs> you uh, gotta, no not for ending e oh i thought you had to grab all that stuff for ending e no no that was the uh, first game yeah in the previous game to get ending e this time you only have to go back um and thank god it almost feels like somebody else on the design team forced this to be in the game because Yoko Taro would have probably said, no way. Thank God for chapter select after you yes. get ending C or D. Because yes. there's no fucking way in hell I would have replayed all of that uh, for the second ending. Um, no, to get ending E, you only have to see 9S and A2's ending. And then you automatically get to, I, I believe, you automatically get to do ending E. You have the option during the credits. The, the credits start yeah. blinking out and it asks you whether you want to run, you know, like whether you want to fix them or not. <laughs> yeah. And this is like another cool meta moment because now the credits are a, a shoot 'em up sequence and it becomes and very so hard. Goddamn hard. Yes. <laughs> did anybody beat that? Like no. of um, you guys? <laughs> I mean, I did, but I had help. No, yeah. not like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know what we're asking. <laughs> so yeah, we, um, 
I was looking into that because I was wondering who was the first person to offer assistance in that ending sequence. <laughs> and it was actually Yoko Taro and some of the other devs. Um, they, they had, you know, gotten a quick route to the ending and they were the, the first uh, assist uh, shoot em up, you know, little planes mm-hmm. for, you know, the people that had early access or, you know, the um, <laughs> that, that got the game before everyone else did. So let me see if I understand this. If you delete your save file, you basically help other players? Yes. Yeah. Okay. An unknown person. Because I didn't delete my save file. No. And it's only in that ending credit credit sequence, Um, which is, I don't know if it's beatable with... I mean, I I tried for... I tried for like at least an hour and a half and I couldn't do... I couldn't get past that. That's... That's the point. Hard. It's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 supposed to be that way so that you know you get the help from all these other people that are were in the same situation as you were in a bleak situation that there was no way for them to do this on their own. Yeah. Um, and then they they come and shield your your ship and they offer additional firepower and um it's it's kind of a cool moment just just the way oh, that yeah. it's all presented because you've got the flood of emotions that you wouldn't be able to do this without all these strangers offering you assistance and as their ships are like um getting obliterated by the shoot 'em up sequence you see their save files getting deleted and you're like oh my god what is what is <laughs> happening here really i don't remember that part i don't remember oh, that that's... part either a little a little guilt trip for you at the end yeah (laughs) it's it's foreshadowing Uh uh-huh interesting (laughs) and then you're offered that that same you you then are able to finally triumph with the you know the help of other people and then you're given that option to become that same beacon of hope for for some random person that you may never know or someone you you know you might despise because you know the game was like you know you're gonna give your save file um up and you're gonna help someone else out you're gonna be you're gonna do this selfless act um and you know it's like the the best of humanity kind of Mm. and it's 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 heartwarming it it definitely got in the feels when i first experienced this i was i was expecting something crazy with the ending because i had already you know played the the other near and i was like okay let's see what happens this one was it it definitely hits different because in near you're deleting your your save file to save a character in the game you're, you're saving kaine um in this game you're deleting your your save file to save someone else like a an actual living breathing human and you're like mm. wow that's kind of powerful the way that they they did it which is interesting because that was only in the old generation version and replicant um and the ending that they put in to tie in with near you, you get your save file back <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. of course the um also like what the actual ending E is, which is um the support pods which have been like slowly gaining like human thought processes are um have started to reconstruct the bodies of um i guess it's 9s and 2b or 8 i don't know i forget exactly who it is that they're three of them all three all of them okay oh yeah because a2 shows up she's already been rebuilt and you see the support pods kind of carry uh like bits of uh body parts um around for nine nine s or to be around and like reassembling them they're in the process of reassembling so there's a light at the end of the tunnel maybe 
maybe there is life for them after you know and i think a2 is already up and uh, up and running again yeah they they broke that cycle of just kind of going through the motions of the machine war um and now they're they're there they're able to do their own thing and you know it's it's very rare in a, a yoko taro game you usually get the bad endings but this one <laughs> you know you get the feel good and then the characters in the game they they're you know you you see them kind of just lifeless but you see that they're they're being you know fixed and you know now they'll be able to do their own thing moving forward have a new a new life a new chance to experience everything so i think this is the first backtrack since the reboot that we've done a full story recap well i i say that that's pretty much all the last final fantasy 14 one was because we can we already covered the gameplay and stuff but Man, that was a long recap. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about any of the truly weird stuff yet. <laughs> what could possibly be weirder? Do you mean well, like I, one of the endings where if you eat the the mackerel, you your like internal like system shuts down and you get the one of the the, the crazy endings? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> There's so See, much I, weird stuff yet to, to discover. But most of the crazy endings I got by accident because uh, like the first time I did it, it's like oh well, I, I have to go do this thing, but I'm right by the amusement park where I have to do this side quest and I'm just gonna walk off for a minute and why did my screen go black? Oh. yeah. Oh. It warns you. It, it says, uh, warning, you're deviating from, you know, the, the intended path or something like that. So, you know, it gives you, it's it's saying, hey, don't go this way or else something's going to happen. <laughs> and and I, I, I got to be honest, I really hate when games do that. <laughs> Just that you, when, when they punish you for going off? Well, it's not a punishment. Well, no, more like when, when they won't let me go where I want to go, where they, they mm. intentionally block off stuff like that, when it's like I... I'm I'm trying to make good use of my time where I'm I'm in a spot I need want to go take care of a side quest first but no I've got I can't go here I've got to do story stuff but, first but, but Yoko Taro is pointing out the 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 whole thing that we have in RPGs where you know this person's bleeding to death we need to get him to the hospital but I've got these 12 side quests that are along the way let me do them really really quick so, also so if you're trying to if you're trying to use your time wisely like you said I don't know why you're playing the automata in the first place yeah no I know I know. Wait till you get to the chapter select and then start doing side quests. Yeah, no, that's what I should have done. But uh, yeah, the, um, get three endings before you start doing side quests. That's the natural <laughs> thought process. Why not? You know, the old school RPG thing. Where it's like I I have to do all the side quests. Well, no, no, I don't. Not really. I mean, a lot of them add more flavor to the game as a whole. But listen, yeah. just turn, just just remove the chip that has the map. And then you won't be able to see all the side quests um, available to you. And, you know, if it's not in front of you, you it won't, you know, you won't be able to yeah. notice it. Yeah, I probably out of sight, out of mind. That. But um, yeah, so basically endings A through E are kind of the real endings and then the rest of them are just yeah. off kilter endings. Yeah, I mean, endings A and B aren't even really endings. Those are just the halfway point of the story. So yeah. fun, fun fact, um, uh, my my wife had played this game and she got to the end of, you know, she got to ending A and that was it. She was like, I saw the <laughs> yeah. credits uh, and like, I was like, honey, you probably should keep playing this game because this isn't the end. It even tells you at the end, you know, we, we implore you 
to keep playing because there's another route and there's more for you to see. And she's like, nope, credits rolled. I'm done. Ready to play a new game. <laughs> I mean, most of what we've just talked about is based on the 9S or A2 stuff. Like the 2B specific storyline doesn't even really offer like any of the water cooler moments, you know? Or I, mean, any. I, I could argue that the 2B storyline is just the tutorial. Mm. <laughs> that the real game doesn't even start until you start playing as 9S. We we were talking about 9S, um, and you as you play as 2B, he'll reference hacking, um, you know, robots and whatnot, which you know it, it is what it is in in 2B's route. But then when you play as 9S, you actually do the hacking sections, and I gotta say, I love the transition. Whenever you you hack a robot as 9S, um, you have the the battlefield music playing, and then you do the hacking um ability and then the music transitions into an 8-bit version of whatever music you were listening to and it's fantastic that, that those chiptune versions of the songs are so of the already awesome songs are so freaking good and i and i have to say that you know you beat the game as 2B and you're really badass and then you start it back up as 9S and 9S is kind of weak sauce until you get the hacking <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like oh I can pretty much hack any robot in the game and it most robots it either insta kills or takes off a good chunk of their life that, that is so, one thing I liked about this game the battle system is a lot of fun and the, the three uh, android units they do feel different the way that you can you know play as them so i, I like the the variety mm -hmm. i didn't feel like a lot of variety in in 2a uh, oh my gosh 2b and a2 I mean, they, well, they felt interchangeable to me well a, a2's got the berserk mode where you can sacrifice your life oh, right. to make her a little bit stronger i only use that for the trophy and then pretty much never again i'm i'm a kamikaze person so i like to do as much damage as fast as possible i will i will definitely be, as a2 be spamming healing button like the the healing items as i'm fighting as her because her her life just goes to zero real quick if you use that berserk and in most video games i absolutely cannot stand hacking mini games because they're always so convoluted i love the hacking mini game in this one because it's basically geometry wars it's simplistic and it's it's fun yeah just 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 shoot at things until you can shoot at the big thing i mean yeah. you know what i oh go ahead please i was gonna say yoko taro loves his shoot 'em up sections yeah, yeah i i love that a lot of the, this game had shoot 'em up sections i do like that about these games it's it's a it's a good fit and it's it's a nice variety because fun fact i i love shoot 'em ups but i am terrible at them so mm. any game that i that non-shoot 'em up that becomes a shoot 'em up i instantly like what I what I find even a little bit better than that is the um the nine S um, parts of the story. It only happens maybe like two or three times, where you have to hack something for narrative reasons. So instead of a shoot 'em up, you have to you, you get that same like uh, graphical interface of the the shoot 'em up hacking, but you have to travel around and find like data nodes that will give you like little story beats or or, or text files or something like that to uncover you know some part of the story. Like um, a big section like that was when the part after the uh, and we haven't even, I, I, Lord, how did we? My favorite boss battle is the 
the one about the with the ocean monster, the ocean machine. Oh, oh yeah, Mecha Godzilla. Um, yeah. The, yeah, the giant fish, more or less. That that. And, and it's but it's after that when when nine S gets knocked out for a while. So when you play the nine S route, you're playing that in like trying. I think it's like rebooting his systems, like playing inside of a, inside of his circuitry. And as you do, um, as you travel through like the layout, you get like you get the story of um uh, whose backstory is it? I think it must be something with Adam and Eve um, at that point still get little um, text nodes that give you information about maybe Adam and Eve or whatever it is. I just like that narrative stuff, you know, so um, mm-hmm. it happens a few times during the um, during the shooting sections. Oh, it's, it's it's really neat. Yeah, I mean, there's no, no shortage of variety in this game for sure. And boy, you can tell that Platinum programmed this battle system because it feels just so tight. It just... Perfect controls to me. Yeah, uh, dodging I, feels really, really uh, nice when when you do the the dodge counter and you flip enemies in the air and you've got like three or four robots that you're just smashing all at once. Oh, so, so there's that one spot in the desert where robots are constantly spawning, and it's pretty much the place you go to to, to grind levels and get money and parts and all of that stuff. And go- going to that spot and just laying waste to all of those robots is so satisfying. Are you talking about the orgy? No, it's... If, I don't I'll know where else you, they keep responding. I'll, I'll bet if you looked it up on GameFAQs, they'd be able to show you a map with the exact spot. It's 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 just the yeah, spot... Yeah, I won't do that, though. No, I know. But, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's just the spot where the, there's just robots constantly spawning. And Ke- they're... Kelly, do you know how fast I gladly uninstalled the game when I was finally done? Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure like, you understand. Yes! Goodbye forever. I know I've been really complimentary so far, but we're about it. We've reached the end of the things I can praise. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess TLDR. I, I really like the combat. It, beating up robots in this game was just so satisfying. Just the way it looks. It's all. I mean, even the visually, it looks very fluid. It's fast paced, and and it's just like very interesting combat to watch on the. Yeah. One thing that I personally don't care for so much is not this game in particular. I just I generally dislike when um when enemies like uh level with me because oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean in this game though, it, near like kind of sidesteps it because by upgrading your are they are they called combat chips, whatever we called them earlier, by upgrading yeah. your chipset, you still can like compared to the way the, the game starts, you you really become like a wrecking machine as the game goes on. So you never feel like a you know a a, a a baby lamb led to the slaughter just because the enemies are leveling with you. But I don't know. I just generally prefer like low level enemies, and then there's high level enemies, but not the same enemies constantly becoming stronger as I go along. So some of that's probably a compromise in the fact that they're reusing the areas over and over again. So it's yeah, mm-hmm. un- understandable. Sure. Yeah, I I really didn't expect the world to kind of be this big open world when I booted booted up the game. Uh, a big contrast to the original near. Yeah, which, well, I mean, while it had big areas, wasn't really uh, op- open world. It was still kind of sectioned off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it even played better by the fact that a lot of those isolated areas you go to, like the amusement park, after you're done, you open up a shortcut, which is nice. Uh, oh, you mean the fast travel point? 
You know, not just the fast travel, but like some spots oh, through, pulled, through, through, through the, the fences. Through, fa- uh, through Pascal's village? Is that the shortcut? Well, yeah, there, there's that, but then there's also um, like f- fences that you pull a block out of that you can access from the other side, and that the, uh, there you okay. have a permanent shortcut into whatever. I think that only happens was. once. I, th- I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. But I mean, the amusement park itself, you still can't access any faster that way. Um, True. But, but I mean, you, that's about the, the time you get fast travel or shortly thereafter. So mm-hmm. who cares about that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the, the scope of the world, yeah, it, it felt really large, but um, in a way that didn't. This Okay, this is when we started getting, entering the territory of, man, I felt my time was purposely being wasted sometimes. Having to run like the large distances that this requires, waste of time. Um, yeah. The amount of times, if you really want to like clear a good chunk, you know, or, or all of it of the game, the amount of repetition, never, you know, the fact that you have to play at least three playthroughs u- utilizing the same, um, the same areas is one thing already. But God, the repetition for the side quests, time being wasted. Yeah. I, I got a little annoyed by that too. Um, especially since the map does a terrible job of showing exactly exactly where you need to go for the oh well I, i'm i'm on board for crapping on the map is that that is the map just <laughs> intentionally shitty just to just to make it very annoying for the player you it, just it can't be. see where the hell you're supposed to go <laughs> There are there were some dots because the game tells you to investigate red dots because you might find interesting and there are some dots that mm. I have still have no idea how you're supposed to get to them. Um, well, go, go it, part of that is the verticality. The, yeah. The the map. If you go into the 3D map, you can sort of see like verticality aspects. It it it's not not exactly easy, but on the mini map, you can't see that that part at all. The other part of that is when you enter like a structure, the mini map changes completely and whatever waypoint you might have been looking for that you can see on the like on the large um well on the overworld mini map you can't see that anymore once you're indoors uh because yeah. it you know completely like re uh, relocates where everything is to to match this new map yeah so and, and, for sure and, it's not, not easy and heaven help you if you uh, enter into a 2d section that shows an area <laughs> that clearly yeah. is off the beaten path um or, or what, what, what am I trying to say? That, that clearly isn't supposed to be specially possible when you're in 2D, even mm. though it says that your your way marker is right there. Like the forest castle, for example. Yeah. Oh God, that castle doesn't play very that. nice with your map. Mm. Oh no, I hated that castle so much. Yeah, it's not 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 incredibly fun to navigate this game for sure. It's especially when it gets even more confusing when you get to the library part of the castle and you're having to deal in four yeah. dimensions only to go back to two dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about the fact that, okay, so it, Ryan already alluded to the, um, the trophy system is, I don't know when, Kelly, when do you want us to talk about like weird tangents like this? No, it's, it's fine. Um, are we how, going into that now? Yeah, we, we can go into it a little bit. Um, mm. uh, so this is, I'm debating if it's a good thing or not. I, Buying I, trophies. Oh, I played the Switch version, so I oh, right. d- didn't have to deal with trophies. <laughs> Were they annoying? Um, what the trophies? Yes. Yeah. But is it? I mean, I don't know how I feel about buying them. I think it's I fine. Think, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Why not? Like, if I didn't, if if you want to spend all that money, because um, they are expensive from, from what I remember. Um, go go right ahead. 
you know, uh, some some yeah. people will look at your platinum trophy and they'll be like, "How many hours did you spend on that?" Not not that many, <laughs> huh? Okay, I know what you did. <laughs> well, um, so, it's, it's, so is this an instance of Yokotaro messing with with you again? Were you- I don't think so, because there's no there's no drawback to this. There's no punishment. You know, like there's it's just you can do this if you want. It's after you clear to be story. When you when the first set of credits has rolled, um, the menu says, "Oh, uh, you know, like now is it after two? Anyway, uh, what whatever credits you you have to clear for this to happen, um, you know, it'll tell you like you now have access to a new playthrough, blah 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 blah. And also talk to this person at the rebel camp. They have a new topic, and it's being really cryptic about it. And so if you do go back to camp and talk to them, uh, this person now has access to like kind of a storefront, and it's just the names of trophies. So I did. Per- I don't remember how expensive they are. I did buy one because what I thought I was buying was a hint on how to how to get the trophy. Like I thought she was just gonna, uh, I don't know, name a trophy. Let's you know uh, whatever trophy it is. And I thought she was just gonna say, oh, here's what you need to do. So as soon as I hit the purchase button, the trophy popped, and I realized, <laughs> oh God, I can. And then look through the list, and here's all the trophies. So so if you want the platinum trophy. All you have to do is do, you know, that one single first credit playthrough and there you go. I mean, I, I will admit there have been games that I got all like Final Fantasy VII Remake in particular, where I got all the trophies but one. And that last one was so hard that I just had to give up. It would have yeah. been nice to be able to just go buy that. <laughs> So I, I ended up doing it the hard way because um, I, I don't know, I felt like that's an interesting like like footnote, but not, I don't know, I don't want to engage with that system, <laughs> buying the trophies. And, and see, I, I only deal with trof- trophies in video games when I'm either really enjoying the game and mm. it's trophies that sh- show that I've completed the game, you know, like f- find all the side quests, uh, f- find find all of these items, not not garbage like beat beat the game on super hard mode yeah no i don't you usually know. do that either you know, it's just the, this weird instance um of yoko taro in a game where he's not concerned with how convenient he's not concerned with ever making things convenient for the player now here's this this leans so far in the opposite direction where i almost find it questionable like it's not even convenience anymore at that point it's just like oh you just want me to have free trophies basically what is where is this coming from you you said it yoko taro he doesn't have to make sense like and when you said buying trophies i was confused because i I thought it's it's like what are just all the trophies in the game stuff you purchase and then you describe further it's like no it's 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 trophies like i i don't know do a hundred combos um um yeah no it's not um i don't think that particular thing but it's it's i mean so you know ryan was talking about like the weapons earlier and, and upgrading everything and so of course that's a trophy i mean we all you know yoko taro yo geez did I say that wrong yoko taro does have this you know you got to find all the weapons and if you want to see, see the weapon stories you have to upgrade them laboriously and so you mm-hmm. can just buy that trophy if you don't care to actually do it or see the like the narrative payoff i guess yeah um, can, can we can we stop real quick and talk about the the yep. stories of the weapons like that's a little like side quest in itself is just uncovering these stories um you, you get them? yeah you can read them and then you no, I'm, i know you can i just 
I I I enjoyed I enjoyed finding them. There was one weapon in particular. Um, it's the iron pipe. Um, so it's the weapon that you see near wielding at the beginning of you know replicant and, and you, you, fish can, it, you fish it out of the sewer yeah yeah exactly you That's... see you find it in the sewer and you you see the story and it's just um it's a story with the the original protagonist and i, I think it's either him talking or it's yona talking and they're just like basically showing each other you know affection as as you progress and upgrade the weapon and i was i was definitely drawn to it because i was like oh like you know it's it's is, is this the iron pipe that he was wielding probably because the story is attached to mm-hmm. you know it's it's talking about you know the the og characters yeah, yeah. i i noticed a couple of the weapons that i got had um, callbacks to the first game i i didn't bother upgrading th- them all just because i wanted to finish the game eventually but i i like it when when games kind of have stuff that you can read that's not necessarily pertinent to the story but still interesting to read um yeah. like it like in, in smt games i'll sit there and i'll read the D- demon compendium for hours and the weapon stories is something like that where i i just love reading stuff like that um but buying the trophy for it does not unlock all that story content like i mean if you want to read the story you still have to do it the hard way or you know look it up online but yeah that is kind of weird that trophies are just there for purchase within game and to be clear it is in-game currency right oh yeah yeah okay yeah no it's not if it was otherwise that would be (laughs) if it was real money (laughs) if it was real money that would be some square bs Mm. (laughs) um what one thing that you brought up, Ryan, before the show that I wanted you to get into more in the actual show, what what about this supposed door that ended up being a hoax? Yeah, so as I was researching this game and trying to get more familiar with it, um, I, I found a video talking about a door in the White City that led to a church, and I, you know, I, I didn't recall anything about that. So I was watching this video and this guy had posted a video of A2 going into the White City and um, finding like a certain section of the wall and there being an interactable, you know, indicator and you click on it and a door opens and then you're, you walk down like a spiraling um, walkway, you go down some stairs and then there's a church and you know, he posted this little video and he was talking about how he couldn't figure out how to replicate it. And then it kind of sent the near community like a blaze because everyone was trying to replicate it. They're like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. How can you give us more specific details? And the, you know, the guy was being very um, candid with, with what he was trying to, you know, describe. He was, he had it, he had like his video showing him playing it on a PS4 and then it was kind of choppy. And then he made a, a, kind of better video later on and he kind of led these people down this rabbit hole that it was something in the game and you know people even reached out to Yoko Taro and Yoko Taro didn't say that this was or was not something that was in the game he was just kind of like oh I don't know you know you know play and find out so <laughs> so that kind of sent people like oh well he's not saying no so it must be in the game you know there's because I think Yoko Taro had mentioned that there was a secret still left uncovered at the time of this um this this person posting this screenshot so then people are like oh this must be it 
it. So, you know, you fast forward and eventually you end up finding out that this is just a group of modders that were really good at their job that made it look like it was something in the game, but it was, you know, them hacking in and creating this new section. So it wasn't <laughs> part of the game, but it was something well, well created that it fooled people for however much time it did. Do we know what the uncovered secret was? Um, so from what I have seen, I think the uncovered secret is if you stand in a certain section of the game and you input a specific button um, combination, you can actually skip to the end of the game and you know get to the route e um scenario and i believe that's what yoko taro and the devs did so that they were the first people to get to the end so that they could be the first people to become the uh, the assist ships hmm. i think that's the last that's the last secret because that was something that i didn't know you know when i first beat the game you know a while ago was there also something about an ending that people hadn't uncovered yet or that i, I think that was that? attached to an ending that okay. that button combination thing i I'd have to look more into it, but I believe that there was an additional ending attached to that. Okay, gotcha. Probably one of those joke endings. Probably nothing too serious. Well, there is... um, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, but... You know, the original Nier came out in 2010. Um, Automata came out in 2017. That's a seven-year gap. Um, So, 2024, I think we're due. New Nier Um, time. Nobody played the mobile game out of curiosity? I did not. No. No. I I didn't think so. I I don't even know what the mobile game entails. Probably gotcha stuff. Yeah, we we were we were talking about like the success of Near Automata. Like, um, it's it's impressive of all the media that kind of came out of it after its initial success. So I I think it's sold like seven or ten. I think it's like at, right at this point like ten plus million copies um, worldwide. Uh, and you know it's it's spawned um, plays. It spawned you know short stories. It spawned. Uh, like you said, um, gotcha, you know, phone games. It's got all this random things. It's, you know, now near is, you know, they show up in other games as, you know, DLC or additional, you know, content. Like they're in Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it, like the, the series blew up after this game, um, you know, came out and was successful. Blew up so bad that they had to re- put out Replicant uh, just so that people could play it. Because famously, they didn't release Replicant in the U.S., and then when they did, uh, Platinum worked on that remake's engine, too. Uh, yeah, can, we, I, can I say I, I, I'm I'm a stand for Papa Nier? Uh, I think that's what I said last time, too. I kind of agree I, with you on that. I, also... I was, I was um, still brother near all the way. Nice. Um, since we're since we're comparing the games, uh, one one thing I did like about the original near more than uh, Automata is um, Grimoire Weiss is so much better oh. of a companion than the pods. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> With, without a doubt. It's, just, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. It's it. I mean, they're they're nice and you know they're they're very just you know robotic in their nature, which is what they're supposed to be. But they don't have that charm and charisma as Grimoire oh. Weiss. Where's my Grimoire Weiss sequel, damn it? Oh. I mean, it, I think the writing overall is like miles apart in the two games. Yeah, I, I like the writing in the first one better. I hate to say I, I like the combat in the second game 
a lot more just because it felt more polished. Well, I mean, of course it was. It's platinum. If it's one thing they know how to do is action games. Right. But definitely, the, I, I thought the, the story in the first game was the better of the two. Yeah, Automata is fun. It's more fun to play, but I think Nier is just the better experience overall. Um, re- Real quick, did anybody play the DLC? Because I didn't. No. The DLC where you play the Square um, CEO and the Platinum CEO as bosses? Uh, yes, I, I hadn't played the DLC, so I don't know what it entails. I was just curious if one of us had played it so that they, we could kind of mention it. Not if that's what it is, no. They just show up as super bosses. I had not played it, though. Funnily enough, when I bought this on PSN, because of the stupid way they labeled these games, I accidentally bought the DLC instead of the game itself. (laughs) Because it was called, like, version near near Automata version blah, 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 blah. And I thought, well, that's probably the latest version, right? Well, no. You you got Yoko Taro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was I was not happy. Did you did you sit there like a character in like a sitcom and go like, ah, that's so near? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it. And, and then I think the kick the kicker there is that I didn't even play that version. I ended up getting the Switch version because I was going out of town. So. <laughs> Um, jokes on me, I guess. Um, so we, we've been going quite a while. Do we have anything else we need to talk about before we take a break and bring in the roundtable? I mean, there's the Emil ending. Um, we haven't really talked about side quests, but we can do all that like in the roundtable. It's yeah, just so many aspects of this, this yeah. thing to talk about. R- real quick before we go to the roundtable, I I mean this this game does leave me with a lot of questions. You know they 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 say humanity is dead, but is it? Like I mean the the game there's there's plenty of ways that they can move forward with this series cuz you know they kind of just do this fast forward thousands of years and then you know you're in the same world but everything's changed. So, you know what, you know what do you guys think that they can how they're going to, you know, continue this cuz I don't think it's over. Oh, I don't think it's over either. I th- I think that they're going to whip out a sequel at some point. Um, They've got whether, to. It's just too too successful. Whether or not it's going to be a sequel to this robot story or the human story, or they in a Yoko Taro way goes off completely into left field. I mean, we skipped with... we skipped millennia. There's stories in there that you can tell. How about a story um, dealing with the the human and alien war? Yeah, um, you know? playing as aliens. Well, or playing as whatever, but I mean. There was a war at some point. Um, yeah, we saw the remnants. We saw the after effects of yeah. the war. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be more straightforward, though. I don't like. I, I wonder if what's keeping it is like a lack of, you know, ideas for good twists. Like, oh god, what can we do with a third one? That's even more, you know, unexpected stuff. Like, I, would it be so bad to just get like a, a straightforward narrative, maybe? Yeah. But is Yokodaro going to do something like that? Yeah. Well, we were talking about the the new series he's involved in now and um off off mic earlier of list of cards so why not i i mean we we we're all roughly the same age we saw what happened with him night Shyamalan and when he tried to insert a twist into every single movie and some of them just felt so 
ham-fisted. <laughs> and I, I think Yoko Taro is a good writer, and I don't want to see him fall into that. I, I want to see him try new things besides trying to bamboozle players. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the the camp where you know, take your time. Yeah, play, you know. And you know, at the same time, I, I could also see Yoko Taro trying like multiverse stuff just to mess around with people. You know. I mean, they did that with Dragon Garden. Yeah, that's that. The multiverse is how the dragons came into our universe, and you know, kind of ended humanity. And <laughs> at that point, and I need to play those games. I've I've heard that they're weird, but I'm I've always, I've always been curious about them. They're dated, like those those games. Dragon Garden in particular is hard to play nowadays. Ah, gotcha. There's no difficulty settings, and you know, just good luck. See, see, when I, for some reason, I had it in my head that Drakengard was was a kind of like a Panzer Dragoon, but I then I found out later, well, no, that's not really the case. I mean, it's got like the those shoot 'em sections where you're on the dragon flying around. Ah, okay. Um, but then they're on the ground as Kaim, and you're just kind of hacking and slashing your way to. It becomes kind of like a Dynasty Warriors on the ground, and then Panzer Dragoon in the air. Ah. Oh. Okay, that does sound interesting. Um, d- well, definitely. Well, Lost Odyssey. Kaim? Isn't his name Kaim? I mean, I'm sure there's more than one thing could be named Kaim. Maybe, I don't know. Um, Might be m- misremembering his name then. Definitely going to be playing those on Steam Deck if I ever try them, though, because those games have gotten expensive, at least the original PS2 ones. And then Dragon Guard 3 just kind of came out of nowhere. So I, th- I think one of you said that that came out before Near to or Near Automata. Yes. Yep. But that, but uh, supposedly I haven't played that one yet. It's it's set before all the other games, so it's the it's the first one canonically. Ah, uh, so the Ocarina of Time did. Yeah. Okay, well, I do believe it is roundtable time, um, unless anybody has anything else they want to bring up. Are we going to discuss, um, like, side quests in the roundtable? I, I can ask what our favorite side quest is. Okay, yeah, let's do that. I have okay. one in particular. Okie dokie. Well, um, let's get up, stretch our legs, go get a drink, and then when we come back after a brief musical interlude, we will get into the roundtable where, uh, as if we weren't personal enough, we get into our personal feelings about Nier Automata. So stick around. RPG Backtrack, where we are now getting into the roundtable after a marathon main event. My god, we might hit three hours on this show. A new record. Um, but now we're going to get into our more personal feelings about the game. What we liked, our our favorite things. Um, did you guys have a favorite moment from the game? Nope. Alright, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> 
just just like a story moment that made you smile or well, something well, see, like that. For for me, like part of this is like I played this game in a weird way because I played well, well I'll go ahead and do my memories first like I played this game probably like a couple months after it came out initially and I played like the first two you know up through the ending B and then I, I think I got like a review code or something came in and then like you know like had to put it to the side didn't touch it again until what about two weeks ago when we finished the backtrack it was like, oh, oh wow crap, i need to i need to fix finish this that so, is so a gap I, yeah that's a that that's a mini year gap so like my <laughs> my memories of this game are, are are you know like slightly weird and 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 fluky just because of that that bizarre way of playing it so like favorite moments was like literally just like in the last couple of weeks like like seeing that that little like a scene like I talked about earlier with like Devil and Popla and getting that backstory, and I was just like, oh wow, this is cool. I'm enjoying, you know, like love seeing that kind of like those two characters and their story getting fleshed out from the you know paying off all of that from the uh, first game in this one. But I'm sure there was other great stuff, and it's just kind of like faded over the you know the whatever five six years since I played the it initially. Mm. Um, Ryan, did you have any? I, I like the um, the thought provoking uh, side quests. Like there's they they seem kind of simplistic in nature, but like right at the beginning of the game, there's a side quest where you go to the resistance camp, and there's a dude um, that's fixing his leg, and the side quest is go find you know parts to repair his leg. Very very simple, right? And you do this, you give, you bring him back his stuff, and then, you know, he tells you, he's like, well, over the years, I've, you know, repaired my entire body, and all that's remaining from my original body is, you know, this leg. And, you know, you're like, just thinking about this, and he's like, well, if I repair this leg, you know, am I still the same person that I was, you know, previously? So then you go back and you you see this guy and he he still got like the broken leg. He's like sitting on the floor and you're like, oh, OK, this is kind of kind of cool, like concept. Like, you know, is he he's never going to fix his leg because he wants to he wants to retain who he was like his at least a portion of his previous self. And, you know, the game the game throws you a lot of those kind of like uh, like interesting, like deep kind of things that are just in little tiny quests, you know? I really enjoyed just kind of diving into that kind of stuff. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I, I am blanking on a favorite moment. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because I played this recently, but I also played it for a good chunk of time in a hotel room and then had uh, that, that 12 hour flight home from Japan where I didn't sleep for 24 hours. And I think my entire memory of the game before I got home got dumped because <laughs> I don't remember. You had a weird experience of playing it. Yeah. Um, I, I guess weird I'll in say, a different sense than me. Yeah. I, I guess I'll say go, go into the, friendly robot village for the first time because it was kind of a lighthearted moment in a game that doesn't have a lot of lighthearted moments um and it made me think remember now i do sort of have one is where you have to build the slide for the kid robots 
as a side quest. I thought I thought that that was cute, especially since I believe you're doing that quest as uh, A2, who is being kind of bitchy about it. It's like, why do these robots need to play? Yeah, that's during that that part of her character growth where she's still pretty anti-robot. I think that's one of those those moments during that. Well, it's a side quest, so optional, but mm-hmm. <laughs> she does not want to. And because they start calling her big sister, I think is what they're calling her, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She's just not uh, interested in that whatsoever. <laughs> I also like that. Um, well, sorry, I'm I'm saying it like it's my favorite moment. <laughs> well, go ahead. Um, but speaking of that same moment, um, when A2 is forced to go and you know make contact with Pascal, and she clearly doesn't want to do it, and there's a couple of ex- dialogue exchanges where she just won't open her mouth, and it literally just shows you like empty text box, dot dot dot, right? And mm-hmm. eventually, her pod speaks up for her and talks on her behalf, you know. Uh, 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 Android model A2 would like to request that you deliver this piece of thing to her. You know, like she, she's so stubborn. She just, I can just see her. I could picture her standing there, like arms crossed, refusing, like lips pressed together. I'm not talking to this machine. And so her, her pot has to do it for her. Pretty funny. I, I've been that stubborn. I've married that stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so transitioning, do we, do we have a favorite character? Probably mm. Pascal. Yeah, I think he's my favorite. He, she, see, I thought it was a she because it had a very feminine voice. It is. It's she. Um, she's referred to as she a few times. Okay, but then sometimes yeah. I thought she was referred to as a he. Well, it's a machine. So yeah, I know. End, it doesn't uh, matter. It, 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 I, I definitely only remember specifically Pascal being ter- being uh, addressed as like she or her. I don't remember any particular times when it was a, a, a he. And and I don't think she she had preferred pronouns. So yeah, just yeah. she. It was but, like 2017. I don't know if that really. It was it was sort of becoming a thing. Okay. Um. But yeah, I just I I like that character and just the idea of a robot that kind of ascended to ha- having a more sense of self and wanting to live in a more peaceful world and a world that's pretty fucked up um mm-hmm. that that's a trope that i'm a i'm an absolute sucker for so and and pa- <laughs> to be honest pascal seemed like the nicest character in the whole game and i tend to gravitate t- towards nicer characters so Which i said a meal it- last time yeah like what is that like i mean i <laughs> That's kind of the thing. I don't understand how Emil got so shortchanged in this game. Yeah. Um, Josh, you were talking about Devola and Popola. They get the whole. They get their backstory in a like a little visual novel. Why didn't yeah. Why didn't Emil get that? I don't know. It is weird, isn't it? I mean, the little pe- bits and pieces you get from him makes it seem like he really has an interesting story to tell that happens, you know, between <laughs> Replicant and um, Automata. He's big part of the machine war um wait is that the right way to call it i don't know whatever war he fought during i guess maybe that was the human alien war i don't know yeah um there's clones of emil blah 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 i mean like i i don't remember because it's it's kind of told in a flyby way that could have really been expanded on and he's you know he's a rich character that i would have loved to have known more about what this is a meal you know eight thousand nine thousand years or whatever it is have passed and i want to know what he's been up to what's going on why should i care about him in this game like i did in the last one 
uh, I never really. And I did the um, Emil ending, which that's that's a piece of BS. But I didn't get anything out of that either. Is isn't that a super? I've asked this, I asked this before, and I already forgot. Is that a super boss? Um, no, that's that's a different thing with Emil. Those are um, uh, wait. Is, oh, it, okay. I think one lead, one leads to the other. I think though, I think you okay. do have to fight him as a boss first. He's an optional boss. And I, I, I'm blanking if this is true, but I think you have to beat him before you can unlock his quest. Okay. Because uh, the Emil ending is is when he gives you his personal quest. Yeah. Um. Just more time wasting. First of all, you have to find his home, which it's never. It's hint. Uh, he gives you a hint that it's somewhere deep. Well, what the hell does that mean? I went to the deepest point that I could find on the map. There's a place where I, uh, in the Forest Kingdom, where I floated down into this like canyon. And typically, no, don't jump, jump off a a, a bottomless ledge. You're gonna die, even in this game. But for some reason, this one you can. You are allowed to jump off here. Um, I'm not even sure actually if you can jump off any any other ledges. But so this one you can. You can float all the. And I'm thinking, oh, this has got to be. This is like the way to his to Emil's house. Um, or where you know whatever uh it's not there's stuff down there and there's even a a side quest no emil so it's never explicitly stated where he lives you have basically i feel like you have to look it up online if you ever want to find it it's it's a random pipe sticking out of the um out of the ground out of like a wall in the middle of the crater and um you have to go into that pipe there's an elevator blah 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 Huh. That eventually it leads to yeah so it doesn't so you never found it right um Mm-mm. then when you get all the way through this cave and fight your way to the end of it there's a locked door well it turns out you have to talk to emil before you try to get to his house because he has to you have to trigger the dialogue with him that's where he invites you to come to his house if you haven't done that and if you've used the chapter select function it resets all of those like little triggers if you haven't talked to him in this particular section that you're playing it will not open that door for you so you have to if you, if you go into the cave and get all the way to the end basically you have to turn around and leave again go find a meal talk to him then go back in the cave and fight back to the end now you'll be in his home well you can do something there, but you still don't trigger the boss battle until you do all of that a second time so you potentially what i had to do is basically make the trip three times to even get to his boss battle and then he's pretty tough so you better be leveled like fairly high to take this on I don't know. It's just, this is what I meant about, like, some stuff is, like, super time-wasty for no real mm-hmm. reason. And see, I found lots of weird kind of off-the-beaten-path places that cl- looked like they didn't have a purpose at all that I, I wonder now if I if I didn't trigger a right event, then I wasn't supposed to be there or something. Or I thought that, either that or I thought their entire purpose was, oh, here's a chest I have to hack and I'm not playing a character that can hack, so I'm never going to remember <laughs> where this is again. Yeah, and that's another thing. Two B always has nine, well, almost always has nine S with her. So I kind of get that you can't hack into um, some chests during the very first playthrough because you haven't had control of nine S yet. Okay, fine, that's a special ability. I mean, technically he's right there, so he should be able to do it. But no, you can't. But why is that still a thing after you've cleared her her story route? Um, if you know, if you go back with the chapter select, but you're you you happen to not be playing as nine S. Even though he's right next to you, still can't use him for hacking. So yeah, if you come across a chest after that point that he hacks into, you have to go to a save point, literally start that section over, pick a different character. It's just why? Why can't I just use that? Yeah, I 
I don't like that in games because unless you can mark the map, I'm never I'm never going to find that place again. Yeah, and, and you definitely you can put waypoints, but I mean you can put a single waypoint on the map to help you to help guide you somewhere. It's not really designed for I don't think uh, marking locations like that. Yeah, but no, once it's, again, it's the map, and the map's not great. Yeah, <laughs> that no. map, yeah. So we're we're all in agreement that the map system sucks. Mm. Um, does anybody so, else have any favorite characters? Oh, I um, I I like the robot dojo guy that you find on one of the rooftops, and he like just starts to fight you, and then as you beat him, he's like, "Oh, well, I can get stronger, but I'm gonna need some parts." can you go give me some parts? So like it becomes like a fetch quest and then you give him the parts and it takes him like a little bit, but he'll upgrade his unit and he'll become a little stronger and you do it again. And he's like, Oh, well that wasn't my final form. And he's like, give me these parts and I'll, I'll upgrade again. And you do that a couple of times. And I just kind of found it funny. And even the androids kind of got annoyed with him. They're like, Oh really? You're going to make us, you know, go find your parts uh, so that you could get, you know, you can get stronger. <laughs> yeah. It has a cool payoff, though, because his uh, his final final form is reverting back to his original size. Like he keeps getting bigger and stronger during each stage. But if you take it all the way to the very end, he gets rid of all that extra crap that you've brought him. He just he simplifies back down to his his uh, his original self. And, you know, it's kind of like the message. In the, there's a message there. Like I the <laughs> the true strength was within me all along or, you know, something <laughs> along those lines, I guess. It's kind of um, so, so then that segues into my next question, question, which we sort of already answered, but um, what was our favorite side quest? Which I, I know, Ryan, I think you already said yours. I don't know if I really had one. This I and I was I was about to say this to Ryan earlier. I don't really agree that there's so many like deep and interesting side quests in this game. Like there are, I'm sure there are a couple, and I can't compare it to Replicant because it's been too long since I've played it. Maybe if I had that like a fresher comparison, I would say like, oh yeah, Tom and the side quests are you know much more interesting. But I uh, I found many of them just to be like tedious. Um, I also dislike the fact that side quests only become available at certain times and then only for certain characters. And some of them have weird, like, uh, trigger conditions. You know, you have to have fit and, and you don't know them. Like, there's no way to know what triggers this side quest to become available. You have to, you have to be playing in this specific timeline with this specific character after completing this other part of this other quest, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it just annoyed me. That being said, um, I actually think um, the side character Jackass's side quest was really funny just because you're t testing out stuff for her so that she can make you or no, you're testing out her formula for like a weapon juice or something and you're having to kill robots in certain ways like you can't dodge or you can't use your gatling gun or what have you and that that character jackass's dialogue during those quests are just hilarious because she's like yeah go kick some ass for me um, and also this, I mean, I was playing on easy mode, but those side quests are pretty easy too. So uh, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching the, the anime off of near automata and jackass's character is kind of like that. She's, she's very excitable and she, she's more of, she, she goes into the desert with, uh, with the androids and, um, she goes up until the point where the, the Adam and Eve are created. 
section. Oh, wow. But like, it's funny because right when you are introduced to Jackass, um, she's like, oh, yeah, that, that this desert section. And they're like, what desert section? I don't see a desert. And then she blows up like a big portion of the wall, which reveals, you know, the, the area that you're, you can walk into the desert to. And they're like, was all that necessary? And they do that in the anime as well, where she's just l- likes big explosions and she's, you know, high energy and just ready to, you know, kick ass and whatnot. It's funny. Well, I'm, I'm glad they expanded her character in the anime. And I I didn't get a chance to look this up, but I swore she was voiced by Laura Bailey. But I, I could be wrong. In the anime, you mean? or in, in, the, in the game. Is she voiced at all? I don't remember her speaking. I think she has a couple of voice lines. Okay, maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, Josh, did you have a favorite quest? No, I, I, like I was trying to remember. I See, when I came back, I, I was just mostly like playing through to see the endings and yeah. it's just been too long for me to remember the 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 uh, side quest that well i mean unfortunately i just didn't find the side quest in this game to be as memorable but at least i didn't almost almost want to break a controller with this one Oh, so well, no, not... I, I take that back. The one where you're having to race something, I about wanted to break my Switch in half, and I didn't even finish that. <laughs> yeah, one. you may want to, um, to, to re-attend, because there's like three three stages to that. Yeah. Um, you're going to want the, like, you can get a speed upgrade chip and level it up um, as one of your, you know, uh, chips. <laughs> yeah, so I, re- that... I read about that later. Um, there is... Uh, you know, some of the side quests have at least neat ideas. There was there was a cool one where you have to catch a killer by um, scanning uh, like her her what is it? What did we call it? Server bot, Android, whatever. Not Android. Man, I'm getting turned around. And all the, the scanner bots. Yeah, her little uh, floating unit. So you find um, you find a person in one of the the burned out buildings, and she says, "Okay, here, you know, next to her is like this corpse." And she goes, "Okay, this is my friend. She was, I think, she was killed. Um, we need to scan like her bot's last like, recorded memory, and let's figure out like who killed her." So you do, and you have to do it a couple of times. Like there's a few steps to it. Walk around, go back to camp, locate this person, blah blah blah. And in the end, it turns out that the per- the quest giver is the person who killed her. So this is kind of like a Pascal situation where she's a, um, whatever the designation is, like she's like an exterminator android, like the same thing as 2B. Um, and she was sent to to kill this uh, this other android who had defected. And this other android happened to be her friend. So she killed her because that's, that was her order. But then she couldn't like live with the guild. So she wiped her memory. And when you find her, she's standing next to her friend's dead body, not remembering that she's the one who killed her. And she just, you know, and she hires you to find re- to get revenge for her dead friend. Kind of a neat like narrative thing, but it also just mirrors like what happens with Pascal later in the story, which is told better with Pascal. So unfortunately it's a, uh, it's just you know, kind of like a copy. I, uh, I did that quest and I, I immediately guessed the outcome the second that I took the quest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, because that this happens. is that, this is that kind of game. Um, yeah. I, I know which side quest I really hate it. There's uh, um it, this is part this plays into completing the game. Otherwise, I would not recommend ever doing this. Uh, there's a character in that um that square library in the castle that you were referencing earlier, mm-hmm. and I think he only shows up like near the end and only for 9s. This like otherwise there will not be a guy there, and it's in the most inaccessible spot that you have to run to. Whatever. So he requires you to to feed him enemy intel. So you're oh yeah oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> your in-game stupid uh, enemy section has to be filled out and you can drop off intel to him for like several tiers of this quest the last one and you need this to you know to count like for some certain completion or like an upgrade material or whatever it is you have to um have your intel up to 95% and that can't be done by just fighting normally normal enemies so that means you have to now go through the game probably first you have to go online and painstakingly look at like lists of enemies and where they spawn because you have to find the rare enemies the ones that are not common and then you have to go grind them out i, I spent hours trying to get my uh my uh enemy database up to 95% oh and Not that would be the trophy I would buy. Yeah. Speaking speaking of enemies, do you have a least favorite enemy that you fight in the game? Because I do. Um, th- those big tower things that if your health is low, they can e- eat you and basically one-shot kill you. Because I lost a bunch of progress in that one spot I was talking about earlier where you could uh, constantly grind on enemies. And I just walked by one, got eaten by it, had an instant game over, and I hadn't saved in a while. Was not happy. <laughs> I don't even know their real names. I just know that they were kind of the, the tall robots. The one, um, the first boss? Is that what you're talking about? No. Uh, tall. I mean, they're basically oh. just, yeah, tall the robots. The ones that swing their arms? Yeah. I think they're just called, like, giant biped robot or something. They're all pretty yeah. generic names. Um, th- there's also ones in, in that same area that are kamikaze bots that basically scream when they see you and then run <laughs> right towards you. Yeah, yeah. And that that scream was driving me crazy because it sounded like, well, if you guys have ever watched awesome games done quick and watching the run with bionic commando there there's a move where um you can do like a super dive or something but it's glitched so uh rad spencer screams every time he does it and it it becomes a meme in the aggq because it's it's funny you'll you'll hear just hear ah the entire speed and that scream reminded me so much of the, the screaming near reminded me so much of that I couldn't unhear it. And after a while, while you're grinding those enemies, it was just like, I need to mute the game. It is killing. That scream is driving me up the wall. And I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, I I know of the near enemy. I don't really yeah. watch that average game is done quick. Um, yeah, well, my my husband loves to watch speed runs, uh, particularly from the from that uh, charity. Uh, so, so I I heard heard that noise quite a bit, and it was in in my head. Yeah. Oh, I, I was. Route? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say as far as like least favorite enemies, mine has to be those floating worms with the yeah. the one core. Like you can you have to like shoot at them because oh, yeah yeah. To... yeah those are terrible. <laughs> well, you probably associate them with your game crashing because the yes first time because you find they're them, near they're the crater. Yeah, ex- and yeah, they are, and they are not fun to deal with ever. And there, there's also one in the the forest kingdom that's mm-hmm. in like a two D section, which is really hard to like attack because it it's only uh, a, a attackable area is that core, but the core's sometimes out of 
range because it's oh, yeah. behind a wall and it's a 2D section, so you can't do anything about it. And you're like, oh my God, I hate this. But, you know, you can just skip them. So that's that's usually what I do. You know, in hindsight, I really don't like the 2D sections in this game. It kind of kills the vibe. I mean, I didn't have any particular, like, strong feelings against the 2D. It it gives it a different vibe. It It, it does. It just... Sometimes the jankiness associated with some of the 2D stuff is very frustrating. Mm. But um, anyway. I'm going to go a different route on the enemy question. I I hate games where I have to kill en- uh, sorry, kill animals, kill helpless animals. It's not oh. it's not an it's not an issue if like that's the game, you know, like if I'm if that's the standard enemy, okay, fine whatever. Um but anything where there's regular enemies and then there's just harmless animals running around and I can optionally kill them maybe for parts like think of like you know Red Dead Redemption Tomb Raider that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it makes that makes me feel guilty attacking an animal just to like skin it for a fur or whatever um and you don't necessarily have to unless you're uh, maybe for some side quests definitely for some upgrade materials for your weapons and stuff you do have to kill um there's not that many enemies boars moose mooses some some sort of deer yeah moose maybe yeah um and i just don't like that it's mm, it's that it is an odd thing to feel guilty about i i think but yeah yo those boars will fuck you up man Yeah, yeah they are strong um and on a related note, I really, really hated slaughtering Pascal's village, but it was required for one of the endings. You have to go in there while they're waving the white flags. And oh, kill them God. all. <laughs> oh, and they're like, uh, please, no, we yes, we're peace. We're it's not horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. They're all begging for you not to hurt them. While, and you're and some of them are children. It's oh, God. And now I'm glad I didn't go for 100% completion on the endings. Cause I, and that's why you can buy the achievements. <laughs> I, I cannot, when it, I mean, and granted in most games, children are unkillable, but I cannot deal, I always play a good person in video games because I can't deal with uh, hurting innocent people, even if they're yeah. not real. Well, you know um, how you were talking about the slide that you have to build? Mm-hmm. If you attempt to do this quest after getting to that point, because the game the game world is persistent. Like if, Once you've built that slide in Pascal's village, it's always there, no matter at which point you come into the village. So even if you wind back time, that slide is still there. And the um the children are still sliding down. So I um I was trying to clear out the village, so I stood at the bottom of the slide, and the game will just keep sp- spawning more robot children, <laughs> and I just <laughs> killed you know dozens of robot children as they hit the bottom of the slide. Kept shooting them, shooting them, um because I wasn't sure if that counted for like completion of like the total village, and it turns out it doesn't. So I just did that for I just slaughtered um children for fun apparently. It sounded like at that point you were kind of enjoying what you were doing. No, <laughs> no. At that point, I was starting to get frustrated because I, I just like how many of these are do I have to kill? Why does it keep going? So I, what really hurt me is they had to kill the two sisters with the bows in their hair. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know why those stood out to me more than the others. But you have to. You got to go down there and slash them. And yeah, not not fun times. 
Because ever since Chrono Trigger, there's something about a robot wearing a cute little bow that's just heartwarming to me. I don't know if anybody else played Chrono Trigger and met Robo's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. And, and she gives you a, a speed boost once you know you go through that section. Yep. I bet Scar has even streamed it. I Have streamed you? all the endings, actually. Yeah. All Excellent. Oh, yeah. Speaking of all the endings, Pascal, I saw in the Discord that you said you got 26 of 27 endings. No, I got them all. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, you, um, I think I posted that when I was missing Emil's ending. I went back and got oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to ask which ending you hadn't gotten. Okay. Well, never mind. Oh, <laughs> this Emil's ending. That's another bullshit. So after you, that that's the whole reason you have to complete all this other nonsense because you, because his end, his quest is, you know, locked behind everything else. So when you finally get, go out to the, you, um, he, he, he tells you to follow him out to the desert or something along those lines. You have to find him in the desert. And if you guys found it, there's, um, there's giant Emil heads buried in the sand in the desert in one spot. You can completely miss them. But you can see them by just like running randomly around the place. I don't know if anybody has. I Mm-mm. thought I did. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Oh, okay. Also, oh, so again, just you know, more like Emil intrigue that's never really like fully capitalized on. They're they're. They look like hills from a distance, like sticking out of the sand. And when you get closer, you see it's like mammoth size Emil heads all over the place. Anyway, um, you fight the Emil boss and he's pretty tough. Um, And at the end of his boss battle, he starts a destruction, a self-destruct countdown timer. Like when he's like down to almost no health. And it's it's not it's just a few seconds. Now, what what would you do if if a boss at the very end of his life bar starts a countdown timer? attack or leave him alone i would be attacking the hell out of him trying to get that timer to stop because usually that's an insta kill yeah it is it's a one one more hit and he he dies and you uh you you avert the countdown timer well guess what if you do that you don't get emil's ending if you attack him once he starts not emil but the boss if you attack the boss during the self-destruct timer the quest ends and you don't get the ending that goes with it like um it's a one oh and i should also mention this quest can only be taken once like once you finish the quest it's marked as completed it never comes back and if so i was pissed off because that was i had done all the trophies including the absolute bs ones and i only needed that ending to get the platinum trophy and of course i hit him during the self-destruct which locks which ends the the quest locks it from ever being done again locks that boss away forever i and there was no way to get the final ending 60 hours or nearly 60 hours i spent on that game <laughs> and uh, i was I, one thing away i was so livid i, I would have broken the disc in half or in my case broken the switch cart <laughs> Yeah, that's when I when I made that Discord post. Um, so it turned out I was able to reset it by downloading um, a cloud save, and I only had to replay like a maybe like twenty minutes of of game to get back to where I was. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But that was luck. That that was luck. Nothing else. I can't even imagine if if that like the the number of people that may have tried that because your instinct is to fucking kill the boss when yeah. he threatens. To yeah, blow yeah. Up. Anyway, was such stupid nonsense. So yeah, I ended up getting the final the final ending. Ridiculous. Uh, so Pascal, does that mean that your memories of what you was doing in your life while you was playing this game was uh, contemplating your life choices since <laughs> there were things that upset you justifiably so um no um there's enough 
really good stuff that will remain with me over time after the frustration kind of dies away. It's just, I I just don't, it, like I said, it led me to the realization that this is not a game that wants to respect your time in any way. Yeah. That's really it. And what a shame, because otherwise there's lots of good stuff. I, you know, I'll pick the, the first game over this one, but it's still like not a bad game. Just what the hell? Um. Because, like I said before, my, my memories were mostly playing this in the hotel room in Japan while I was on vacation this year. Um, I enjoyed my time with the game, though I, I, I'm i glad I didn't put myself through the BS that Pascal put himself through, apparently. So, good g- good job on uh, suffering on our, our behalf, I guess. Well, it was self-inflicted. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not pretending otherwise. Um, and, and, yeah, I... I definitely saw what the hype was about the game, and I, I, I'm glad that it had it had a Switch port. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gotten to it this year. And I, I, I think it's worth a play, but I would probably wait for a sale. And it, it goes on sale all the time on Steam. Oh yeah. Um, is it? It's on like perpetual sale, is it not? That, Steam, I don't, I don't know, but that I don't know. I had the Steam page up. It is thirty nine ninety nine on Steam, with the DLC being nine um, nine ninety nine. I mean, but I've a, I've seen it down to twenty. Yeah, it's a six year old game. A, a physical PS four copy should be like fairly cheap to obtain. Yeah, and uh, I think I got my Switch copy for like thirty. Um, I, I picked it up on Amazon while it was on sale. Um, did, did, did anybody, well, Josh, you said yours, you had, had the massive gap. Uh, Brian, did you have any memories of what you were doing while you was playing this? So I, so, you know, we had talked about this, this game getting announced. Um, and it kind of, it kind of threw me for a loop because the original near, it wasn't a game that I had played until Automata was announced and I was, you know, I just heard bad things and then, this game gets announced and you know there's kind of you know like a community build up of just like oh man i can't believe near got got a you know a sequel and you know i i started looking into it and i was like well you know i want to now i want to play the original game um so we had bought automata and then i you know i was playing near while the wifey was playing automata and um it was kind of interesting, uh, you know. Her game looked a lot more, you know, fun to play. But like, I definitely <laughs> vibed with um, the OG game more. And uh, you know, I, I went through that, and I went through the the the, the ups and downs of the fishing mini game in, in near. And um, you know, I finally get to Automata, so I, I kind of knew what I was expecting as far as you know, like just emotional gut punches. Um, so you know, I, I enjoyed it, um, and you know, I, I like I. I think Pascal had mentioned it kind of fell flat uh, to the experience of near not to say that Automata is a bad game. It's just that I had played them pretty much back to back. So I was definitely um, um, anal- uh, an- analyzing both of the games and uh, I I enjoyed it. The The androids didn't click with me as much as the, the replicants and gestalts did. Um, but, you know, it was it was still a fun experience. And then that ending, it definitely the ending hit me harder than anything in the, you know, the whole A through D um, scenarios did. And, you know, I was definitely appreciative that I had played it. You mean the shoot 'em, the shoot 'em up credit sequence? Yeah. The shoot 'em up, yeah, credit sequence. Once, yeah. once you get to ending 
E and you know you just you're just the the futility's hitting you and and it's telling you do you want to give up and it's asking you all these prompts like I'm like I don't know what I should press like is this one of those like I need to hit no and just give up and it's gonna you know be like one of those false endings I was like oh let me just keep on uh, you know trying and you know it's kind of like one of those things like you just weren't yeah. certain I was like is this game just messing with me at this point <laughs> yes. at this point I mean it's been messing with you for the last like forty hours already for sure it's messing with you <laughs> yeah um but i i definitely in, enjoyed my time with the game but like you had said once you get to ending e and you kind of wipe your data i hadn't touched it you know since you know a couple weeks ago just so that i could get refamiliarized with it but uh i will say the the music uh keichi okabe um he worked on Nier, and that OST was great. And, you know, he, he continued his work in Automata because uh, soundtracks really help um, just make the experience, you know, become memorable. And um, this game definitely has one of the, the better soundtracks from the new age. He even annoyingly so, because I kept getting the village music st- stuck in my head. And I'd, I'd be humming it on the, on the elevator down to... <laughs> in our hotel um and vaughn would be like what why are you humming like sorry video game music stuck in my head (laughs) it's it's gonna be tough picking songs for this one unless you guys have favorites the the anime will also has the the game soundtrack playing in the background which is a nice touch um is the anime on any streaming service crunchyroll okay cool i want to check out the anime it sounds awesome I believe, like, don't quote me on this, but I believe all the episodes are named after different endings in uh, in the game. Because I think isn't one of the endings called "to be or not to be"? I think so. Yeah, I think that's like episode one or two. So I was like, wait a minute, that looks familiar. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll uh, understand the story a little bit more if I watch it c- condensed and not half asleep in my hotel. <laughs> Um, there's a neat little thing you can find if you unlock um, a lot of the, I guess it's inside the um, the, the, the sealed chests, um, but uh, you can find stuff anywhere, is um, the, the archival documents. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them that relate back to Project Gestalt. And you can kind of read, I don't know if they ever appeared in like the previous game, if the, if the same like documents, but it kind of walks you through like... Um, how the the scientists i guess in this like in the the dragon guard near like timeline the human scientists like how they designed project gestalt and like what the early stages were they were like rolling it out to the human public and stuff like that which this game doesn't like deal a ton with any of that because humanity is no longer even a thing and they're not around so we don't care about project gestalt that much but it's kind of cool for if you if you're familiar with the entirety of the um like the the IP to get even more information about that. Yeah, I I think it the project fails because near kills the Shadow Lord, right? Isn't that like the whole the whole reason that everything kind of goes to shit is is because In replicant? Yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> because isn't like the isn't the Gestalt's the wait hold on isn't the Gestalt's the body? No, the yeah. replicants are the body and the Gestalt's are the soul and oh, they right. have to be separated. No. It's the shades. Oh, Lord. 
it is it is late, so yeah, we're not we might be going on the ramp. Um, if you're as confused as we are, we have last week's episode <laughs> of backtrack for you to console as as there it we is. went into this or consult, not console. We worked all of this out already. I don't remember. <laughs> um well, uh, and yeah, it is getting late, and I think we're coming to a natural end. So um, th- thank you, Ryan and Pascal and Josh, for hanging out mm-hmm. with me this, this, this late. Um, you East Coasters are the real troopers of Backtrack. Yeah, this is uh, one of those games where you can kind of go off of tangents and just talk about all sorts of different topics, which we definitely did plenty of times. Yep. The game yep. is one big tangent. <laughs> yeah yoko tangent but you know I, I prefer a long show to a short one well we have plenty to talk about uh, not a not a six hour show but eh, maybe hitting three hours isn't that bad i i prefer two and a half just as the sweet spot but um i, I teased this earlier the, our last game for the year that's going to be in two weeks is shimagami tensei five and who boy do i have a lot to say you, you talk about mixed feelings um, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I have I have opinions about Shin Megami Tensei Five. So that that being said, um, th- thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you, Matt, for editing, and thank you, listener, for listening to our lovely show. And we shall catch you in a couple of weeks. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you later. Peace. Don't your heart, Doria.